found to be some glitches. I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud. I'm part of an original crowd. <laughs> and if you look around these days, there seems to be a Dr. Pepper craze. I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper, we're a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper. If you drink Dr. Pepper, you're a pepper too. Be a pepper, drink Dr. Pepper. Welcome to episode 57 of the Music Rells show. Tonight's yes. show is going to be so exciting. You're going to fall out of your chair, fall out of your headphones. Really? You will just be amazed. So tonight we're going to talk about albums turning 50. We're going to talk about rock and roll movies. We're going to remember Neil Peart, the professor who passed away yesterday. Well, Lou will remind me how many years ago. Among And then we're going to have a lot of uh, relish as we always do on the shows. So I'd like to introduce my friends here from top to bottom. Lou Caliccio. Caliccio. Yeah. <laughs> Terry Caliccio. No, you did not. Lou Caliccio. Oh, boy. <laughs> Even here. The Terry Mick always Dudovich, gets the yeah. Italian mad. Um, <laughs> Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's 2024. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I was almost, yeah. I was almost a pepper. Really? You mean? How do you mean? I, like, uh, I auditioned for a. Uh, I would have been if I'd gotten the job. I would have been in one of those commercials with David Norton. You mean um, you would have been a street dancer, or just in some kid going, "Hey," you know, being animated? But it was. Uh, I was. On, I I auditioned on roller skates, but I, I didn't get it. Oh man! Yeah, your That's life might have been saying. different. It yeah. might have been. I might have been like some casualty by now. You know, you could have been on Who's the like, Boss. You could have been on like, so many shows. Could end up like Leaf Garrett. So, <laughs> so we're glad you didn't get the role. Anyway, so as we always, you know, when a new year comes in, you always remember albums that turn 40, 30, whatever. And I yeah. just saw that there's some albums that turn 50 this year. And I just wanted to just, you know, not too long, but comment on them because in uh, 1974, there were a lot of debuts that came out. Hmm. So I just wanted to rattle really? them off to you. Yeah, and you know them. You all know them. All right, so Kiss released their debut album this year, 1974. Yeah, I remember that cover. Yep. Yep. Great produced what's, album, right? What's Strutter. Uh, uh, Strutter. What's the name of the album? I think it's just Kiss. called Kiss. Just yeah. called Kiss. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that's like the classic, you know, Bad Company, whatever. Yeah. Um, yep. Right, right. <clears throat> so right. about. 20,000 copies, I think, something like that. And I like what Gene Simmons says. It really sounds like crap. He's right. <laughs> that was a Bob Ezrin production? No. 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 This no. Was, this, no. Bob Ezrin didn't come into, like, Destroyer, I think. Oh. Yeah. That, their first three albums, Some right, Perry, leading up guy. to Alive, sounded all like crap, pretty much. They just didn't yeah, sound Yeah, they were good. Com super yeah. compressed. But I heard the first one. They have sold twenty thousand. The next, the next one after that, fifty thousand, and then sixty thousand. So they were getting, yeah, yeah. They were slowly growing. Yeah. It's it's a classic rock and roll tale. It was produced yeah. by Kenny Kerner and Richie Wise. 
Yeah, uh, that's the and recorded guys. at Bell yep. Sound, which was mostly a studio that did jingles and commercials. It wasn't really well, a recording Bell, Tommy studio. James recorded at Bell Sound too. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Was yeah. that what part of New York was that in? That was New it's York, in Manhattan, right? I believe. Manhattan, okay. Great out, great songs on it though. It did have, you know, good songs. Uh, and then, yeah. what's on the first? We well, we guys mentioned Strutter. What else is on the first? Firehouse. Record? Yeah. Cold, cold gin. gin. I know cold, cold gin. gin time again. <laughs> <laughs> for a bunch of guys that don't, two guys that don't drink, they write a song called Cold Gin, right? But that's that's for the crowd, you know. <laughs> they knew oh, what they were doing from the beginning. Yeah. You know. Yep. I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. That's for the Capitol Theater crowd. Yeah. 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 Let me see if I can that, do that my Paul as an anthem. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. What did Paul said, I want to know what you want to drink. You know. This is, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, also, Deuce was on it. That's a good song. An opening song. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Black Diamond, which was their big finale in concert okay, back in the day. Yeah. 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 I sang well, that one, and that sold twenty thousand copies. That that album, maybe a little more, but each one really? sold it, that, a but, little but bit. That better. was it. Wasn't yeah. a big seller. No, not at all. Wow. No. Okay. They yeah. did it. They did it the I, way you know, like word of mouth. Like, you know. Well, yeah, regional, regionally too. I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, New York. Yeah. Um, another album that came out this year, uh, a progressive band, Kansas. They released their debut album. And talk about it was on their debut. Uh, nothing you would know, but uh, um, hold on one second. Kansas. All right. So it had some songs. Actually, people do like um, it was kind of a mixed bag because yeah. it had the long songs like Alexis Journey from Maria Braun and yeah. Pilgrimage, stuff like that. But it also had songs like Can I Tell You? They were still they were just a year removed from being a bar band. Hmm. So they did a J.J. Kale cover on it called Bringing It Back. Um, hmm. but there was a song in there called Lonely Wind, which was just a very, you know, for a debut, it was an excellent album for, for a debut. Yet Kerry Livgren was already writing his epics, you know? So um, w was that the band as we knew it for the most part? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was the band that got popular with Left Overture and they never really changed until, uh, Kerry Livgren left. He was the first one to leave the band. Okay. But that was the classic Kansas lineup. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Steve yeah. Morse joined after that, right? Yep. He came in and uh <laughs> then they went back to the original lineup for all except Kerry Livgren. He never really came back. But uh hmm. you know, they went through it and uh Steve Walsh just retired, his voice shot gave out. Really? And they're still touring. And Ooh. I saw him and what I again, here's my thing is if he still put out new music, I respect you. So they're still putting albums mm -hmm. out and they sound good. If you're a Kansas fan, you like them. So they have um, a different singer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They actually, as of now, the only two original guys in the band are Rich Williams, the guy with the eye patch, right, and Phil Ehart, the drummer. Yeah. Everyone else is new or newer in the band. Mm -hmm. I had one of their albums once. It had a pretty cool cover. You know, they had cool album covers. Was it kind of like a? I'm trying to think of who a Tolkien kind of. No, is it a? Kind of medieval looking. Yeah, I think that might have been something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Was that old band? Yeah. Old man sitting like this with with a sheet. I, I think that's it had an old man old, on it or something. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Is that yeah. left overture? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. With Carry On Wayward Son. Not Carry On My Wayward Son, which everyone says, you know. Hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, moving on that's from that. 
kind of related to what you're going to talk about later. Rush put out their debut album this in yeah. 1974 with a different drummer, uh, of course, John Rutsey. John Rutsey, yeah. yeah. The late and, John uh, Rutsey. There's some songs on there where they do rip off Zeppelin, but it's fine because Led Zeppelin ripped everybody off, so it's okay, you know? <laughs> I don't think they ripped off Led Zeppelin. They just—it was a familiarity, right? What, what I, you're I, doing? What you're doing? Listen to that. That, that has kind of a Zeppelin riff. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they were their influence, influence as well. I think they even, they even admitted. Yeah. I don't think they. I don't think it's a rip off, but it's it's reminiscent. So no, that was a that was a large S for sarcastic. They still right. do, or till the end, till the uh, the last tour, they still did uh, one or two songs off that album in concert. Uh, Working man and. Uh, mm -hmm. And another night it would be uh, finding my way. That was another one that they used to do a lot. So, and of course Neil Peart made it better with his drums. Um, moving on, Bad Company released their debut album in 1974. I really like that. I had album. that record. Yeah, yeah, I had that. That was a good record. Good record. It was. Yeah, I Is think. That Ready for Love on it. Yeah, I think it yeah. did. And uh, Bad Company, of course, yeah. right? That was the song on there. Yep. Can't get enough of your yep. nub. <laughs> yep, yep. That's the song for the Irish. Um, and then, even though my, I always say I like Desolation Angels, I don't even, and I love that album, but they never topped that debut album. Never. You know, that was just, yeah, stunning. How many records did they have? About five? Ooh, trivia. Well, with well, Paul Rogers. I don't know the answer. But after Paul yeah, Rogers I mean, left, what, what, they got the pro, another song. Yeah, it's a good question, Andrew. Look, they say that? you have your whole life to make your first record, and yeah. if you your follow up is really to prove if you actually have talent, you right. know. Yeah, the, the and all these guys, slow. these guys have been around the block. I mean, Paul Rogers from Free, Mick yeah, uh, yeah. from uh, uh, what was he in Mata Hoople. Mata Hoople. and then Boz Burrell came from King Crimson. Yeah, um, Simon Kirk was in Free. Oh yeah, yeah. So That's they, Simon yeah. Kirk playing on All Right Now. Yep. Yeah. Hi, hi, drummer. I drummer. Yeah, yeah. So, good album. And it was on Swan Song, which helped, you know. Uh, so um, They make Robert... TV dinners, don't they? <laughs> what was that? They make TV dinners. Swan Song. Oh. Check <laughs> oh, Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock. Two <laughs> shows by Lou. <laughs> um, Robert Palmer put out his uh, debut. Sneaking at Sally Through the Alley came out. That's a good album. Uh, that really? came out this year. I can't I say I ever heard it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, it's uh, a lot more. Yeah, it's a fucking a funk soul. It's kind of white soul. Yeah. George Lowell, I think, helped him out. Or Lowell George. <laughs> Screwed that one up. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. Did, did, did he really? George Orwell. George Orwell helped him out. <laughs> it's Lowellian. Yeah. Lowell George, who produced one of uh, Grateful Dead's greatest albums, Shakedown Street. Um. Judas Priest put out their debut, Rock and Rock and Rolla, this in '74. It's um, nothing like what you know if you haven't heard it. It's it's very Sabbathian, like Sabbath. They're both from uh, the same area, you know, from that that uh, industrial area of England. Did you just and say Sabbathian? Sabbathian. <laughs> you like that? You just made that up, man. Sabbathian. Yeah. It's a Sabbathian slice of blues heavy rock, i.e., Sabbath like. It sounds like you know some medieval evil creature, you know, Sabathian. Hey, oh no, here comes the evil Sabathian. If if Luke can be sanguine, I can be Sabathian. So sure can. Yeah, um, it, I actually really like the album. I bought it when I was really young, and uh, 
you know it's it's yeah, it's, it's it's it was produced by the same guy that did the first three black sabbath albums so very similar yeah. um jefferson starship he, he called a debut ride the tiger came out uh sorry yeah. Dra- dragonfly came out in 74 i called it i consider it a debut it was a radically different band yep. i think better <laughs> than airplane yeah it's different from jeff and airplane <laughs> absolutely I yeah, yeah. I, I, lo- I love their 70s period i really do me too so does that really? have ride the tiger on it yeah yeah and it was well, the, ride, that's Paul Kant- ride the tiger. That's right? Paul Kantner. Yeah, that that voice you hear that you can tell. Yeah, I mean that's yep. Paul Kantner singing that song. What's up? It, that's Paul Kantner singing that song, not Marty Ballard. That, no, no, no you, you can tell Marty Marty Ballon. Marty Ballon was only on one cut on that album. See, he had quit Jefferson mm-hmm. Airplane, and then he came back. He played on one song on that album, but for Red Octopus, they made him a you know they he had became the shittiest member. album covers, man. Starship. <laughs> I don't, you talking about I mean, the kid on the, the aircraft carrier? There was a red one. With, like, I don't know. <laughs> it was just not very artsy to me. Well, Dragonfly had a kind of cool cover. It was it was kind of science fiction, you know. Um, but yeah, they had uh, was, that was the one right before Red Octopus. So they went, yeah, you know, they got big quick. That was a good career change for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you had Papa John uh, Creech playing with them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember reading about that guy. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then uh, another one, kind of like because it's not their debut, but Supertramp put out two albums with a, like a totally different band, and then they finally got the band that wrote them into Infamy with. Uh, mm-hmm. They put out Crime of the Century with mm-hmm. had the song Bloody Well Right. Uh, it, it was just, it was the same two guys, right? Yeah, Hodgson, it, um, Hodgson and, uh, and Davies. Wait, so on Superchamp's first album, they had you right, you right, you bloody well right. That's on well, their first album. It's actually the third album, but they re what what they did was they just fired everybody that was on the first two albums because they weren't selling any music. They they were different. They sounded different, and okay. this is the beginning of the era that got them. You know that mm-hmm. we know of. Right. Whatever. You know, it's so, funny. They were basically almost over at that point. They um yeah. You know, they they were they were writing. They were to, two separate guys in the same band. Once you know, by the time Breakfast in America came, it wasn't this great partnership. You know, right? What's right. his name? Yeah, Rick Rick Davies is that? That's the other yeah. the keyboard player. Okay. Yep. So when Hodgson left, the Davies just took over. He just it was all hmm. him, and they put out some good stuff. But he didn't yeah. have Hodgson. He was a great song. No. Yep. So, um, also this year, and I'm going to just mention a couple more albums that came out that I like, but. Uh, there were some final albums, too, this year. So this is going to make you all sad. I, I'm sorry to say this, but in 1974, the Amboy Dukes put out their last album. It was called <laughs> Tooth, Fang, and Claw. Mm. I like that. Uh, well, who I miss, that, who I miss that Ted. I miss <laughs> Ted, don't you? <laughs> you can see him at a state fair. Um, well, who was in the Amboy Dukes besides him? Um, Theodore Nugent, that is. Hmm. I can't, you know what? I did a little deep dive on reading up on him. I know that on this album, he did all the lead vocals. He took over. He, you know, really? So it was just his one. He didn't sing, um, run along if you can. No, he didn't sing that song. No, 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 Um, but it had a couple songs that he performed in concert, like Great White Buffalo and, you know. (laughs) That was sarcastic, right? And through the years. That was a joke. Wait, I got that. I got that. Well, check it out if you got a second. Yeah. Um, it, it sounds like a heavy metal album. It's just yeah. he, he turned them into a hard rock band with that album. But they're known for their yeah, only single. 
don't know, Ted Nugent, Dave Palmer, Steve Farmer, John Drake, Rick Lober, Bill Nobody, Rusty Day. Right. No, the only recognizable no. name is Ted Nugent. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I dig the uh, the old videos from 69 where he had his uh, 335 right up under his chin. Yeah, huh. <laughs> that was cool. He looked like Steve Howe from Yes, you know. Ted Nugent? Yeah. He, check out he a video. A for, uh, he played a Gibson Birdland, oh, Birdland, didn't he? Sorry, yeah. yeah. But you remember how high he had that thing, man? You know? Well, um, when, I, when I put a strap on my Gretsch, I don't like playing that thing standing up because I, I look like I'm five foot three or something. The guitar is big and I just look like it's a little. But it, it, it's awkward. You have to kind of play it high. I don't know how people can yeah, play those play big like bodies. Tom T. Hall. You ever see yeah, Tom right, T. Hall, the country the singer? Never used a strap. Held his guitar all the way up here. No strap. He held it. Oh, wow. He just held it. Right. <laughs> wow. Did, yep. Didn't he write Hello Balls? <laughs> no, that was Willie Nelson. <laughs> Hello Balls. <laughs> He will also be at the Comedy Cellar on Wednesdays in L.A. Tom T. Um, Hall wrote Little Baby Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Fleetwood Mac in 74 put out their last album with Bob Welch, and that oh, that was the third lineup, I think. Uh, Heroes are hard to find. And that was the final album before Nick V. I mean, uh, oh. you know, uh, Buckingham and Knicks came in. So. By the way, Mark, yeah. I have to tell you, the other Tell day, I finally listened to, for the first time in my life, Green uh, Monarishi. What is that song? The Fleetwood Mac version? Green Monarishi yeah. with two-pronged yeah. crown. Yeah, I heard that with, you know, the Peter Green thing. And like, wow, that is epic, man. But mm -hmm. it's a pretty yeah. good song. Yeah. And he was definitely, I mean, he wrote that when he was kind of in a fragile state, too. Mental state. Mm. Yeah, I heard he went through a real God phase and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, and that was yeah. off of uh, Then Play On, which is their, their one of their early epics, and Lindsey Buckingham always said that album was one of his favorites. Hmm. Had a well on it. Yep. So, and Judas Priest covered Green Manalishi. Yeah. Yeah, and here's a little trivia. What Joan Baez song did Judas Priest cover? Diamonds and Rust. There you go. But you gotta say it like Rob Halford. Diamonds. Diamonds. Joan Baez Rust. write that song? I believe so. Thinks, yeah, 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 she did. They did. I, I'd, rather hear, I'd rather hear Rob Halford sing it than her any fucking day. Uh, <laughs> I heard her version of the Night of Dribble Dixie Down this morning on my country mix. I was like, yeah. ultra dramatic, yeah. right? <laughs> it's just, it, 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 it just doesn't sound. The I don't like where her on. voice is at, man. I just don't like it. Okay. Yeah. Her, yeah. Her, the register she chooses to sing in. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. the, uh, the vibrato that she Does always she uses like a for yeah. Okay. She sounds like the singer from The Darkness. I dreamed they saw Joe Hill last night. Like, okay, give it a break, lady. <laughs> Stay away. You know what? Work for Bob Dylan. Work for Bob Dylan. Nobody would know who you are. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, sad eyed um, lady of the lone. No, that wasn't her. That wasn't about her. Hey, Perry. Look on YouTube hey, and what? listen to Judas Priest's version of uh, Diamonds and Rust. They own that I don't, song. Uh, they I don't know. own it. Uh, they own it. Just like when they did Green Monolishi, they own it because they did it so different. Not different, yeah. but they just they made it theirs. You know? I mean, so. like I said, I heard the, the words. I couldn't. The words didn't mean anything to me. It's, it's it was a satanic. The, 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 you know, the melody and the music was pretty rocking. You know? It's a very dark song. Yeah. Yeah. I love Froggy, too. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Green, Green Maharishi. Yep. My, thank you. The Maharishi Yogi. 
That's a yogi with food poison. <laughs> I heard you brought your Heinz baked beans to the green mana ishi loaf. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, it, it's funny. We have, um, you know, this is our 57th show. So we have as many shows as Heinz has ketchup. Ah, That's good right. point. Yeah, 57. It, yeah. It's That's the right. Heinz show. All right. It's the, it's the ketchup. It, what is it? It's the kind of, it's the music. It's the music ketchup show. I have a can in my cabin right there of uh, Heinz baked beans to go with my, you know, Jeez. beans and franks. Nice, nice. I also yeah. bought baked beans today. I have an Italian beef cooking in my crock pot, and it will be to die for. See, I'm a fan of the British baked beans because they're not as sweet. So I had yes. them for breakfast. This morning right. I had them with uh, sausage right. and the eggs right on top. So can I ask you a question since we're talking about food? Yeah. Clam chowder, Manhattan style or New England style? It's my mood. I like them both. You know, sometimes I want New England. Sometimes I want Manhattan. Really, New England is it, man. Manhattan yeah. clam chowder is an insult. That red <laughs> shit. Yeah. That's New right. England is the way to go. It's, you know, it's funny. I was raised on the Manhattan kind. Really? Yeah, that's just, I think it's just where you're from sometimes. Um, but uh, Tom Griffin's mother, one time yeah. we met, she goes, that's not chowder. <laughs> I'm talking about the Manhattan guy. But I mean, I, I, like, I like them both, though. But uh, a, a creamy soup, soup set of two creamy sometimes. I'm like, I'm a little scared. Like, right, like, sorry eight, sorry eight, for that sidebar, Mark. Uh, what about okay. 1974? I, I'm sorry, you heard Pardon. my, uh, I just got this new Blink doorbell. <laughs> Someone rang my doorbell, but I'm not going to answer it. Uh -oh. Let me put my phone on mute. I'm technically challenged. Police. Anthony can answer it. He's downstairs. Dad. <laughs> um, all right. King Crimson. It was really supposed to be the end of them. In 1974, they put out one of my favorite albums of all time, Red, which is a precursor to the Black Flag hardcore type of hard rock that, that it's a really good album it's heavy and it's dark mm. and knowing that so, robert fripp was sitting there playing these these heavy riffs just sitting there in his chair you know? right <laughs> now, what's the lineup in 74 basic they were a trio it was uh fripp bill bruford and john wetton but they were augmented by um i forget the, the violinist's name uh he he was there but he wasn't a full member on that album so the cover only has the three of them and i like trios okay. So John Wetton had his real heavy too. bass sound, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I never no, heard anything. For, I mean, I know two Cream Kim, King Crimson songs. That's it. So I can't cream claim Kimson? to know anything about them. Other cream than the, some of the covers. Yeah. <laughs> cream, cream Crimson. Cream um, Kimchi. I like that. Well, um, I mean, so now given the only bass playing I know by John Wetton is Asia, and it, it's not very complicated. Was he a good prog bass player? Was he? A he was a very thuddy, very basic bass player he had a distorted bass sound in the 70s with he was with uriah heap he was with um hmm. uk you know uh with king crimson he had a very distorted sound and he didn't fly all over the neck he kind of reminded me of a greg lake greg lake was okay. a basic <clears throat> basic bass but not but greg lake could rip it he did that tarkas mm -hmm. yeah. riff on his bass but he wasn't trying to be jaco pastorius or anything yeah I think John Wetton right. was always more of a melodic guy. He had a limited vocal range. He definitely mm -hmm. perfected her for Asia. Yeah. I didn't like him way back in the day, and I grew to like, I realized how good he was. I just, you know, I was expecting this wild, flamboyant musicianship, and he's just going thud, thud. But it worked. It worked for King yeah. Crimson. Hmm. So. It, it worked for Asia, too, I think. He was pretty much the, uh, yeah. the guy, the, the songwriting guy in Asia. Yeah, when he quit, they just got some nameless singer after Greg Lake filled in. 
Um, After they make the Greg Lake go to the fat farm, <laughs> as they called it back oh. then. Remember, the, remember that video? Well, he got and pretty they, big near the end of his life. He got life, pretty so. big, but they show him walking into the place. I'm like, oh, come on. You know? He got larger than life, right? That's right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and another final of sorts was the end of an era of the Stones. It's only rock and roll came out. Final oh, one with Mick Taylor. With Mick Taylor. Oddly enough, though, Ron Wood played on the ty- on the song. It's only rock and roll. He was the twelve string player. Well, Black and Blue had many guitarists on it, right? Yeah, He's Wayne Perkins. Mick Taylor left in seventy four, but then they did another album after that. They Jeff auditioned. Beck even tried out for this. Jeff Beck was like he wouldn't have worked because he would have left after two weeks. You know? yeah. Did you hear the story of that he told? He was at a party and he saw Mick and Keith coming over to him, and he he said. Mm-hmm. I was shot. I was scared because they were going to ask me to join. I didn't want to join the Stones. You're right, mm-hmm. Perry. That would have lasted a week, I think. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The Stones period I liked the leases with Ron Wood, man. I liked the Brian Jones phase. I love the Mick Taylor phase. But so you, not you, you, Woody. You, you, I think you're not a 78 on, on Stones. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. I have a trivia question. Who played drums on It's Only Rock and Roll? Kenny Jones. You are correct. Who? Kenny, Kenny Jones. Kenny Jones? Yep. You, all right, I'll back at you. Where, what studio was used for it? Schweckingham. Ron Wood's home studio. They yeah, all the one recorded. he lost, the, the second one that he lost. Yeah, it was 74. The second house that got repoed on him. <laughs> Drank uh, a little uh, too Woody? much. It was Woody's house? Yeah, yeah Woody. Woody's home studio. He had a knack uh, for you know building studios in his basement and then lose the house. He did it a couple of times. <laughs> They'd ask for a loan from the band, and they would give it to him, but he'd have to dry up. And you know, well, at least he's this set was, for this life with now. the Stones. This, that was with the Stones, or or he was in the, the Faces, or yeah, I think he, he was. He just, yeah, it was the Faces too. He even had a house yeah. with a studio in it, and Clapton would stop by and do something. Hmm. They all friends would stop by, and yeah, he uh, read his autobiography sometime. He lays he's it all snack. out. He's he kind of says, "I'm not good with money. I'm not good with a lot of things, <laughs> but I play music, and I love playing music." He did. You know? He did give me some neck. His solo record at his house. Didn't I he? love that album. Yeah, and that's him singing "Ooh La La." Good record. Oh that's yeah, him singing "Ooh La La," right? Yeah. Yep. I never knew that until recently. Although Rod Stewart record. sings it quite well too. I yeah. would think. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, he had a hit with it in the in late '90s or early 2000s. He re-recorded it. So. Which gave Ron Wood more money to buy another home studio. Um, and there's a few other albums that came out that I like. Uh, welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Ladies and gentlemen, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, their three-record live set, came out. <laughs> and it was it sold a lot of copies. And it was a mm-hmm. three-record live set of a prog band. Um, so that came out that year. Uh Queen, Sheer Heart Attack, that's one of my favorite Queen albums. That had a lot of good stuff on it. It's their third album. Sheer Heart Attack's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Precursor to Thrash, right? Well, um, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah. Listen well, to So it. you're saying, what, they invented punk and metal? Yeah. But Metallica sort of did it pretty good. Um, Linda Ronstadt. Linda Ronstadt, Heart Like a Wheel, came out in 74. And... Tom Waits, Heart of Saturday Night. Perry, you gave me a copy of that on record, burned yeah, onto a CD, and I love Asylum it. Asylum Records, right? Yeah. Yep. As, uh, you got me more. I didn't know Tom Waits until you got me listening to him. He's an so. acquired taste. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
I would not recommend them to just anybody. Like I would just, you know, what, you what should I buy? Talk from Tom anybody Waits? into liking sure. Tom Waits? They either do or they don't. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like Steely Dan, you know. But uh, yeah, like good albums that came out. Seventy four is a massive year. Uh, if you ever listen to Steve Wilson's album years podcast, they had to do two episodes for seventy four. So many albums came out that year, but that was just some of the. I noticed a lot of debuts. It was a it was a year of starts, you know. For groups. Yeah. So cool. anyway, if no one has anything else from seventy four, Lou, you got some uh, stuff about the Beatles, which we love stuff about the Beatles. No, Beatles, yeah. Seventy four was also the year of the sappy top forty song. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the maudlin ones. Name one. Seasons in the Sun, uh, Terry Jacks. Oh. In a little while from now, I promise yeah. myself to visit a nearby tower. <laughs> Gilbert, o Gilbert, oh Sullivan. Um, he's he's surprised way. to find that that he's he still has people that know his music. Yeah, sure. Do, do, In that creative yeah. albums, this, there he is. I got something called himself. I don't know what's on this album. January Git, bye bye, permissive twit. These are some funny t song names. That, that's Gilbert or Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. Permissive Someone twit. gifted me so got creative albums. Twit I'll listen to it. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So Doc Beatles. You said Lou the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking. I think we were talking about last episode or so like how many hit singles like certain of the beatles you know we know paul yeah. was kind of a hit machine or how many ringo had i think we mentioned paul's number ones at mm -hmm. one point we we, tr we tried naming some of them i think we did yeah okay so i'm gonna ask you guys um these are all about number beatles solo number ones and how many each beetle had that were solo number ones mm-hmm um, you know, like with, with McCartney, it could be you know, it's Wings was was Paul solo. You know, it's not just it says Paul McCartney, but right? Yeah, it was post Beatles, yeah. not right. counting like Paul the McCartney and Wings. Yeah, 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 like no supergroups or anything. Okay, how many number ones did Ringo Starr have? I think he had probably almost the most of them. Give me. Well, I, mean, I, um, I don't know. I'd say like five. Okay, I was going to say three. Ringo had two. Two number ones. Two number ones. Do you know what they are? Uh, yeah, photograph. Yeah. Yep. It don't come easy. It don't come easy. No. I can't get used to it. What a great song, man. Uh, oh, um, give me a second to think of it. I just had it in my head. Um, you come on like a dream, peaches and cream. It was your if they're sparkling wine, you're 16. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. <laughs> Just that along the line where these are called jailbait songs. That preverted <laughs> song. That song's preverted. It's, it's, um, it's pedo. Um, yeah. I, when, I, when I saw uh, you're 16, I'm like, that was a number one. Um, with the, a kazoo solo by Paul McCartney. Okay, I do I love mean, some. Uh, I love it. Don't come easy and back off. Boo -boo -boo. Oh yeah, I love those. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anthony um, likes many, his debut solo uh, album, the one that had all the old standards. See, my son loves it. He said it's really good. I never heard it. How many number ones did John Lennon have? Uh, I'm gonna I'd go say with two. two or three. I'd say three. Okay. Mark got it. He had he, both him and Ringo only had two number ones. Really. So yeah. I was right on um, Ringo. <laughs> number nine, right. Dream. Um, 
Nope. Imagine. Imagine. No. Give peace a chance. Nope. Just like it's, starting it's a solo, over. It's a solo thing, huh? Um, just like wait, Marco. Just like starting over. That was posthumous. He was only alive for him. Oh, right, right. A one. Instant karma. No, no. It, it, it's, uh, it's a it's a biggie. It, it's it's big it's in his history. What period? Mid seventies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever gets you through the night. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We we know that with the Elton John story. Yeah. 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 And I yeah. don't like so. that song. I don't like I, it. I, I like the song. I think it's a shit recording. Yeah. That's well, you got like Bobby Key. Got like Bobby Keys though on the saxophone. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But I mean, I think that's Jim Keltner. I think it's Jim Keltner, Klaus Vormann. Jump, uh, Nicky Hopkins, maybe, or but it's just it's a weird mushy mix. Yeah, I can't yeah, tell that's what, why I don't what like it. it. Yeah. I can't tell what anybody's doing. Yeah, yeah, kind of like Phil a Spector dead that? recording. Yeah, <laughs> did Phil Spector produce that album? Uh, that song? Uh, I don't think so. I think that was okay. Walls and Bridges. I got the box no. set over there. I should just buy John Lennon might have produced himself. Something he might have produced right? that. It sounds like he was trying to get the Phil Spector sound <laughs> himself. <laughs> Yeah, well, he, well, yeah, he initially sure that um I heard Cold Turkey the other day too, and I'm like, I don't like the sound of it. It's yeah. that talk about compression. Yeah, it's just yeah. the drums. I mean, that's Ringo, but it just sounds crappy. Klaus Foreman sounds great on bass, though. Yeah, the, yeah the bass does. sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how many number one solo hits did George Harrison have? Well, Harry George all had like two hits. <laughs> My Sweet Lord was number one, wasn't it? How many? Uh, got my mind set on you. Was that a number no, one? No, hit? G- g- give me, give me a number. Give me a number. I'm gonna go with one two. Ten. One two. Ten. Uh, he had three. Oh, son so, of a so, bitch! <laughs> so George, George beat John and Ringo by one song. I mean, what know, were they? Uh, Good for him. My sweet lord. Yeah. Uh, give me love. Give me peace on earth. Yeah. And got my mind set on you. Set on you. Yeah. I think, I think cover, you guys did yeah, that cover. Yep. Yeah. Go I thought Imagine was, was number one. Imagine was a number three. Wow, that's a shit song anyway. Um, it's iconic. It's iconic, Perry. So it's what? Iconic. You're a sap, man. That's a I shit am. song. I'm no, a proggy not. sap. That's what I am. <laughs> All right, there's one beetle left. You better damn well like it, Perry. One beetle left is uh, is Paulie Walnuts? No, Paulie <laughs> Walnuts McCartney. Paulie Lefty McCartney. Um. This is a weird contention thing. I, I I didn't count things like he did with Kanye West and was it Rihanna? No, no, I wouldn't either. Right. No. So, or Stevie I, I, Wonder. I, I'm, I'm trying to. Think, uh, give me a guess. One. It's one to ten. It's, it does. It doesn't go above ten. How many had? But there, there's a contentious point here because I think there might be more. Yeah. We might be missing. I but think he had I, like six or seven. That's what seven. I'm going with. Six. I'm going with six. six. Put me down for six. All right, and Perry, he said six or seven. Seven, yeah. Seven. He had nine. Nine, oh. yeah. I remember could, we discussed that recently. Yeah, we, we yeah, did, yeah. but it, it, well, it could be eight because um, they mentioned silly love songs. We yeah. did these, remember we did these, My yep. Love, Band on the Run, yep. Listen to What the Man Said, Uncle Albert, Albert Halsey, yep. Coming Up, um, I Got Pipes of Peace, apparently, I, I, I think these are supposed to be, these are U.S., um, Ebony and Ivory was a McCartney song. Uh, yeah. And but he wrote stupid, it. That's a stupid song. Yeah, I you know. Flocky. No, say, say, say he wrote thing. with Michael Jackson, but it was on a Paul McCartney record. And that was a number I one. I like two. that better than yeah. Ebony and Ivory. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah. Um, 
And also, it's Liz Mullican tire, but I don't think that was number one in the U.S. I think that's a U.K. Yeah, it's that a was UK from number Europe. one. Yeah, especially and I saw Scotland. a soccer. I saw a soccer game today where all sixty thousand people in the stadium were singing it. It was Nottingham Forest, and mm. we hear mm, just sixty thousand people singing it. It sounded incredible. Wow. Sure, Nottingham, Little John, Little John, <laughs> and I think he wrote that with Danny oh, Lane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, good. It's so weird that that became a number one All hit. All of Kintyre, the mist rolling in. No, I mean, it's like, I mean, you know, like if you're talking about Ireland or Scotland, throwing some bagpipes, people are going to be weeping, man. You know, like, <laughs> Anyone, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. All right. So that was, that was the number one. So these are Beatles oh. top 40, top 40 hits. Um, so we'll, I, I went in the same order of, uh, of, of Beatle. So how many top 40 hits did Ringo Starr have? Uh, I'm going to go with five. I'm going to say about top 40. I'm going to say like seven. Okay. He had 10. 10. Whoa. Top 40 hits. Yeah. That's was, that, was he what, uh, what, did he do that coconut song? Was that him or was that Harry Nielsen? That was him. That was him? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. I don't smoke it no oh, more. That was, that, that was, that that was Hoyt Axton. That was who? No, that was Hoyt Axton wrote the No No song. Really? You're thinking right, maybe right, Lime right, in the yeah, Coconut? I didn't say Ringo wrote it. I'm just saying that he recorded it. Was that one of his top 40 hits? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Lime in the Coconut was Harry Nielsen. Or Kermit the Frog yeah, actually sang that. Did he really? Yeah, that was on the Great sure Muppets the episode. So one where he broke his leg and he was in bed and they started liming the cooking. I mean, Ringo oh, wrote like three songs with the Beatles in their whole career, I think, didn't he? <laughs> At least five, maybe. A um, couple yeah, his, 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 um, his 10 top 40s were Don't Come Easy, Back Love Off Boogaloo. Song. Love that song. Yeah. yeah. Back, what about Back Off Boogaloo? Love it. I love when he tells a story guy. where... Uh, he wanted to do the that like that military bump, 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 and he couldn't do it, so he just did it with two hands. He couldn't do it yeah. the way he wanted it done. Yeah, yeah, he just did it the way he. he plus, it sounds great, which felt good to him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it was a uh, don't come easy back off boogaloo photograph number one. You're sixteen and number one. Oh my my. Oh my my, can you boogie? Yeah, yep. Guarantee the most you're mine. Um, only you. That's another one of his covers. Only oh, oh yeah. Okay. It's like Hurricane uh, Smith, see. man, could have sang that song. Yeah. Really? I did. And he did the no no song. That's the one we were talking about talking about before. Yeah. Um, it's all these are weird. It's all down to Goodnight Vienna. It it was in the top forty. I don't I don't know it. Yeah, that was one of his records called Goodnight Vienna. Yeah, yeah. the record, yeah, with with Klaatu on the uh on the cover. Mm-hmm. And there's a song, A Dose of Rock and Roll. I kind of know that one, but I couldn't hum it out. Yeah. And his yeah. other one was called Rack My Brain. I don't know it. Hmm. Yeah. A lot All of right. novelty-type songs with him. You know what my biggest yeah, regret a lot, a lot is? Before COVID, probably eight years ago at this point, he did one of his uh, all-star band tours, and he actually played... Bergen Performing Arts Center in Englewood, 20 minutes away, and I didn't go. I should have went. I would have seen Ringo. Probably sold out. Absolutely. But now you try to see him. The tickets, if he does tour, they're like 200 bucks to start. You know, back then the tickets were 45. Yeah. Okay. John Lennon. How many top 40 hits did John Lennon have? 
not too many. Top I'm going to go with eight. Eight. Top Boxing. forty. I'm going to say eight as well. Okay. He had nine. Nine. Oh. Yep. Um. Take some guesses. Uh. Well, Imagine was top forty. Imagine, and that was a number three. Mm-hmm. Whatever gets you through the night. Of um, course. Whatever um, gets you through right. the night. Number number one hit. Number nine dream. Number yeah. nine dream. And you know what number one that was in the top ten? Mm-mm. Number nine. Number nine? Number nine. Number nine. Is Beautiful Boy on that list? No. Oh, okay. Great song. Yeah. Uh, what was the other song that he had in the fashion? Oh, Mind, mind Games. is Mind yeah. Gorilla. That's mind a great gorilla. song, man. Yes, it yeah. is. Yes. He the produced drum. that song, too, by the way. That, well, that's a great production. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that's Jimmy Keltner on Drum. That, that, that mind, 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 uh, What's that song called? My keep mind on games. playing those mind. That's a great friggin' song. Yeah, great lyrics burr, 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 burr. too. And that was yeah. the number eighteen. That was right. it. Eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Wow. wow. I, I thought it was. I thought it was a little higher up than that. Yeah. It was not a top ten. Hmm. Wow. Other Lennon solo hits. Oh. Um, Just like starting over. Mm-hmm. Right. That was Just all like over rock radio in New York. And number one, and, and that went number one posthumously, of course. Instant Karma. Instant Karma was number two. Wow, that's pretty wild. That's great. That's another yeah. great song. The drumming I had the forty-five. In that song. I had the forty-five on Apple Records, man. Okay, that, that, yeah. that's Alan White on drums, and those fills are weird. He's defying yeah. time. Yeah, he's dragging, and, uh, he's dragging them so yeah. far behind the beat. And the it's flip amazing. side was the Yoko Ono song, Who Has Seen the Wind, Neither You Nor I. Yeah. Yep. Never heard that. Was Mother yep. a top 40 hit? No. I hope not. Okay. No. I like that bummer. song. Oh, I love it. I like Dark, I, you know me. <laughs> I know. We, we got some more here. We got some more here, though. I, I was. I mean, I wasn't surprised. Give me a year. Yeah, well, yeah, his um, career was okay. only, his solo career was only what ten years. Right. Well, yeah, let's see. Yeah. What, what, what's left here? Um, what's Anything left here is a year. Fantasy? What's left is a year. <laughs> it's the year nineteen eighty. <laughs> oh, okay. So it has to be from. Uh, was a Yoko actually, song. Right? Original title is called Doppel Fantastique. Oh yeah, <laughs> Fantastique. Yeah, fantastic. Whip me with your rhythm stick. Um, yeah. So it was the hits from Double Fantasy. There, there was, there, there were a few. Mark, Mark got one. Uh, uh, just like starting over. How about I'm losing you? Nope, that's not on it. It's it one of the best. Oh, watching the, the wheels. Watching the wheels. Watching watch watch the wheels. Yeah. Watching yeah. that was a number ten. There's, there's Dear a big Yoko? ballad off it. Was no, Dear Yoko? Big ballad. No. Kind of like nope, like a ballad. A love song. Oh, oh yoga was from Imagine. Yeah. With Mickey. In the middle of boy. a dream. A beautiful boy. Uh, woman. Uh, woman. Woman. Now, woman hit number two on the Billboard That's a Hot great 100. Song. That's that a is great a good song. song. Now, there's one more song posthumously that was that was a hit. What is it? Nobody told me. Nobody told oh, me there'd be days which, like these. Which is, it, that's a really good pop song. Yeah. Sounds somewhat unfinished. 
Oh, you know, it's more interest. of a demo. Yeah. It, well, it is. And, and you know something? I, I, sometimes those things, I'm like, okay, that's what it could have been, what it was. But I kind of like the, the way it is. It's real simple. Right. Um, you know, rough, kinda, yeah. There's some goofy percussion on it. But I, I think that the lyrics are very intriguing. They're very simple. Yeah. There's, UFO, there's UFOs over New, New York, and I ain't too surprised. Yeah. And uh, oh, by the way, you know, in spite of all the other stuff going on in the world, you know, there apparently are non human biological remains have been found in spacecraft. Yeah. And no one gives, I've been waiting and, for this. No, they've been saying for it, but nobody gives a shit. No one cares. We've yeah. been found alien life form. If it's non human, it's not one of us. Non human biological form life. It could be a plankton from yeah. another planet. That's an alien it, life form, you know? Well, what's that? There's a show that said it might, it might be, there might be more like, like, not solid figures so much, but just the evolved form of, of matter and energy. A bunch of gelatinous moving yeah. Yeah. things, that, you know. Yeah. Um, wait, anyway. so Jealous Guy isn't on that list? Jealous Guy's not on it. I, I think it might and have been a bigger big. hit with Roxy Music. I, I, right, thought that I, was, I thought that was on there, too. Yeah, Yeah, because when the movie came out, imagine, oh. that was all no. over MTV, you know? Yeah. I think, I wait, maybe it was... I think with Jealous Guy, wait, something happened. There was something where the, something was re-released. Well, the movie when, Imagine, when the Imagine came out. movie came out, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was Jealous Guy. Um, but what I didn't, actually, this is kind of funny. Uh, these are not, wait, these, these had to have count. Um, let's see. Cold Turkey apparently was number 30. Wow. And that's yeah. a plastic Ono band, but isn't that really John Lennon? Mm-hmm. Right? He wrote it, but yeah, technically well, it's John a band. And Yoko. I mean, Double Fantasy right. was John and Yoko, right? Right. Now, some people don't do a give piece a chance because it's a technically it, it's a Lennon McCartney song because he was still in the Beatles when he wrote it. Yeah, yeah. But that's John, so maybe he really had eleven, and that's Ooh. in the U.S. But um, Happy Xmas War is Over uh, was number thirty. No, that hit number thirty-eight. Okay. Number one in the U.K. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, a jealous guy was re-released in '85, and it, it went to number uh, eighty. <laughs> that's it. So it was in the top one hundred. Yeah. You, you know why I'm fooled by it? Because in the '80s, I was an MTV kid, and it was mm-hmm. all over MTV. So I assumed it was a hit. You know, there you go. I was fooled there by the go. propaganda. All right, let's move on to Harry Jorgensen, Leangelo Mysterioso, George Harrison. How many top forty hits did George Harrison have? Five. I'm going with eight. He had 13. Wow. Right? He is Mysterioso. Yes. Um, All right. Uh, Give me love. My sweet Lord. My sweet love. Got my mind set on you. There's three. Got my mind set on you. Yep. Um, Oh, off his album. You're not not counting the traveling dingleberries, right? No, no. No. Just off off George's album. (laughs) The dingleberries were Klingons. Uh, Um, did, Did you say what is life? I did not, but I did yeah. now. What is like Jim Gordon on drums? Yeah. Was um, and that, that was that was number ten. We said give me did, love. What about love comes to everyone? Was that a top forty? It was not. It was oh. not. Dark horse. Dark horse. Oh, dark horse. Fifteen. Oh, oh, dark horse. I got oh, a sore throat. I can't listen to it. That's just oh, painful. God, to listen it's painful. To it. It's painful. There was a song oh. I mentioned last week. One of the songs I mentioned last week on our <clears throat> New Year's show was a top 40 hit. All those years America's ago. Top 40. 
No. This is New oh. Year's Eve song. Oh. Ding dong, ding dong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. With the old women. But it's um, all those years ago on that list? All those years ago is on it. And that yeah. was in number two, 1981. What about Cracker Box Palace? Cracker Ass Cracker Palace? Yes, number 19. Cracker Ass Palace. <laughs> You call it cracker we ass, were, cracker the ass. Cracker ass palace. We were no trespassing. That was one of them, right? Yeah, cracker box palace. Number, yeah. And I love that song. The uh video directed by Eric Idle. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And one one of my other favorite George Harrison solo songs is from that same era around like a year or so later, maybe. Yeah. Blow away, number sixteen. Blow away, blow away, blow away. All I got to do is to love you. That's a good song. That's a good song. Yep. What else? Um, there's one he wrote with Ronnie Spector in mind from 1975. You. 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 Yeah, I've heard it a couple times. Yeah, it's it's a total. I I I think him trying to recreate an early '60s song. I think he nailed it. You know it. Yep. Um, he sped his vocal up. Yeah, it was number twenty. Um, how uh, about did this you song? mention what? Uh, did you mention did you what is life? This song. Mm, uh, no, I mean, not what? too familiar with it. Yeah, if if you heard it, you would. It was it was minor hit. It was number twenty five. Yep. And I think we've got. Did we mention more. what is life? I think did Perry mention? Yes, that? we did. Yep. Okay. There, there, there's one more. One more. Save what the was world. the period? No, no, what there, era? No, there's there's two more. Uh, what era? One, one is from the one is from the early era, and the other one is from the latter era. It might be both on his first and his last records. Mm. Yes, it is. You're gonna have to. Uh, what is it? Right. Um, so off the off the all things was pet was the song Bangladesh. Bangladesh, Bangladesh. How about number number twenty three? Okay, how about if that's what it takes off of the Cloud Nine album? No. No. It's off Cloud Nine. Yeah. Look at George Harrison, man. When we started this started this, uh, Didn't he start this charitable concert thing? You know, yeah. and presented yeah, he, he like, a check for a million dollars to the yeah. uh right to the organization. Deslers and all the people that made sure yeah. that money didn't get to where it was supposed to go. Yep. And what was exactly. the last one? I'm sorry. It was, when we was fab. Oh, yeah. Pure Ringo. Cool. So the Bangladesh, the, the people of Bangladesh probably got 50 cents out of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> goat. Yeah. No, they got a check for a million dollars. Not the people. Then. Embezzled. <laughs> no. no. He well, said they, something. Everybody donated their time. They were... No, I'm talking about though. Did it make it to the intended? They had back to rent then, the garden. They had to pay that bill. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, oh, George got Graham. the money, but when he gave it, how much of it actually went to aid? That's why you know it's sad that that usually happens. You know, it doesn't well, always make it. You know, I don't know. You got these Who's guys in France and Greece that rip off the money as it goes through Europe, and mm-hmm. I'm just a pessimist with all that stuff. You are, man. <laughs> I know. Dude, like, I'm off tonight. I don't know. Not everybody's it's ripping everybody off. Everybody's ripping right. everybody Let, off. Let's move on to McCartney and we'll get out of the subject and we'll move on to All other right. things. Okay. Paul McCartney. How many top four how many top forty top hits? 40 of Paul hits McCartney? Fifty-seven. Heinz <laughs> <laughs> fifty seven. There you go. Purse is fifty seven. Mark. I'm gonna go with eighteen. 
This is with you know, Paul McCartney with wings and Paul McCartney. So you said 18? Right, right. Uh, yeah. He had 33 that I counted. Perry wow. wins that one. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like more I than guess a, a few, but you're going to have to give up the rest. Uh, I, wait, but Paul, wait, if, if Paul had 13, uh, 30, wait, how many? 33? Sure. So, Jerry, wait, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 22. <laughs> um, another day, Uncle Albert, Albert Halsey. 32. Oh, anyway. He, he had almost more. He had almost more than more the Beatles combined. I remember. Uh, I think I Coming had out. the forty-five of another. Every day she takes a load of that day, she wets her hair. Right. Another day yeah. was a number five. What else did you mention? Yeah, that could have I been love, a Beatles song, by the way. My, my, my love is at number one. Oh, cool. yep. Let him in. Uh, let let him in. Yeah. Number three. That was a three. Yeah. London oh. Town. London Town. Uh, let's see. If, let's see if that was a top forty, Perry. I mean. Um, London Town was a number 39, just made the top 40. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, coming up, I yeah. had the album. I uh, I had the see. album. Mar- yeah. Mark, you were correct. Now, the coming up is this is interesting because it's not the uh studio version, it's the live at Glasgow version. Uh, wow. coming up live at Glasgow, number one. Wow, like a, fl- like a flower. Up, that's the one that John Lennon heard and decided to go back into the studio and uh, wow. really got his juices he going. Liked, he yeah. liked it. Mm. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, band on the run. Band on the run. Number one. Band on the one. Uh, live and let die. Live. Yeah, there you go. You know something? I didn't see that on any lists. Whoa. Hmm. Is that a collaboration with George Martin? Maybe. Yeah. Well, George Martin produced it, right? So yeah. um, that, that, collaboration that's with the Broccoli's, yeah. <laughs> James Bond. I mean, yeah, I, I, that's interesting because I think it. I would think it was a top ten. And please, let's not talk about the Axel von Douchebag version. No. You know, <laughs> when you are young and you're oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, the worst cover Guns N Roses N ever did what? was knocking on heaven's door. The way he goes, uh, knocking on heaven's door. Uh, he, he, he takes one word, makes it three syllables. Hey, Mo. Um, McCartney, uh, let's see. He had so many. Um, how about my brave face? Venus and Mars are all right tonight. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Venus Just and Mars, rock face. show number 12. My brave face, hang on. You guys are don't overwhelm me. I'm, I'm, I'm really easily overwhelmed. Uh, my brave face was a number 25. Yeah, that's a good song. Elvis Costello. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That and the album afterward, Off the Ground, are two personal favorites of mine from him. Oh. This is the one world of silly love song. His, his biggest song. Yeah. Disco sound. Yeah. Mark, Mark, disco. Mentioned, Mark, you mentioned that. Oh, Mark, yeah. you said that, that already? That is, no, uh, that, you're going to have that, to give up some of the other ones, Lou. What are they? All right. Now, this is the McCartney song. Say, 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 number one. Say, oh, oh that's the Michael Jackson thing. Yeah. 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 I, I, Ebony, I, did, I, I don't consider that, but okay. Yeah. It's on McCartney album. Uh, Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> that's one. another one. Yeah. Well, you, gotta, like you, you, you can't just disqualify you don't like I it. know. I'm just saying those are like you know those are those collaborations. Tell, or, tell me, spies yeah. like us was the number one hit. Come on, tell me that. Um, I'm getting to that. How about the doggone girl is mine? Oh yeah, that's another wow. with Michael Jackson. Wow. That, was that was on the Thriller album. Yeah, is it, was that on Thriller? Yeah, I'm not counting that then. So say yeah. say say was on the McCartney album, but that's the girl's mine was on Thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, listen to what the man said. Number one. 
Yep. Oh, yeah. With a little luck. I like that song, number one. I like the end of that song. The wonder of it all, baby. Yes. baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? Little, uh... Um, Junior's Farm, number three. Let's go, Yeah, I um, think they recorded that in Tennessee. They rented a farm in uh, in Tennessee. Okay, right, right. Oh, wow. Yeah, or, uh, yeah and uh, that's what they did some recording there, yep. Okay, uh, then they also number number one was Uncle Albert and Wilfred Brimley. Yeah, yeah, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did. Okay. Um, oh, for Brimley, you ever hear him? What's that? Yeah, good, good night, night tonight. tonight. Yep, that's a great. That's another great song. Yep. Don't say goodbye. Boom. Yeah. Good night. Um, Marky. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody ringing the bell. Please, please don't tell me "Temporary Secretary" was a big hit because I hate that song. It's not. It, it wasn't. That is creative, um, dude. You got to give him that. Like you know, temporary. It's, oh. it's pretty clever. Let him in. Clever. Did you say let him in? Did I say let him uh, in? Did somebody we, say yeah. let him in? We did say let yeah. him in. Yeah. How about um? Uh, this has David Gilmore on guitar. No more lonely nights. Ah, no more lonely nights. That's yeah. a number. That was a number six. Yeah. Um, David Gilmore, did, Mark, you said spies like us, didn't you? I was joking. Don't tell me. Was it at it's top number 40? seven? Number seven. No. <laughs> yeah. Bad movie. Spies bad song. Like <laughs> no boy. Um, one of my favorites, except for the very ending. The very ending, Paul throws a saxophone schmaltz lick a coda at the end of it. Anyway, Jet. Uh, jet yeah. rocks until the very end. Yeah. Jet, anyway. I was born as a sergeant major. Oh, 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 Helen oh, Wheels. I was Helen Wheels. Helen we got a yes for Wheels. each other. I thought of that too. Helen, Helen. They're talking. It's about a car. Yep. It's and about a, it's about a Range Rover. Yeah, I thought it was no. about a prostitute. Yeah. And Helen Wheels was a New York punk singer that worked with Blue Cole and mostly Albert. No, Albert Bouchard. Yeah. It's called yeah. Helen Wheels, but he's really saying Hell on Wheels. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Okay. How about this one? Take it away. Wanna hear oh, you yeah. play? Yeah. That's his mid eighties period. Um yeah. now how about this there's an early one. We're gonna get high high. Ah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna do the sweet banana. banana. <laughs> I oh, think wait. we might have banned it for that because they were Paul was talking about his it situation. Got banned in the BBC or whatever. Right. Did, yeah. Um, yeah. Does Mullen Kintyre on high. that list? Is is Mullen Kintyre on that list? Uh, you know, it's, no, it's it's not. It, I think oh, that other yeah. research thing I use might have been a little dicey. Mullen Kintyre well, if it was not. only in the UK. It doesn't count. It has to be, you know. Yeah, no, they, these are yeah. all the US. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, why no, 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 not why no junko. Um, Great song. Um, That's me. You're talking about from me. that period, though. From that period, uh, 1980. No, no one hardly left alive in 1985. We live. Oh yeah. Dun, 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 that dun, wasn't. Dun, dun, dun. It, it, I didn't see it on there though. Okay. I, the, I think. The, the, I think that's in contention. I really. He do. had so many. That was just an album cut, I guess. That's, yeah. yeah, and it was on classic rock radio yeah. or rock radio, yeah. so we think um, it was a hit. But there's one that um, if I never hear it again, I'll be okay. It's a very oh. overplayed McCartney song. My love. No. No, we mentioned that. Oh, yeah. maybe I'm amazed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's a bad song. Just... Yeah, oh yeah, I still want to hear it. Yeah, I'm adding um, that to the list. By the way, is that? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, here's one called Press. I kind of remember it. It's more... Yeah, yeah. Hugh Padgett produced that. 
That was oh, okay. a, that album was kind of a dud in his catalog, but it was a hit. It was very slick. Yeah. So, um, you know the song so bad. Girl, I mm-hmm. want you so bad with Ringo. Yeah. Uh, that was a number twenty-three. Um, now here's one from nineteen seventy-eight. I always like this album and the song "Getting Closer." How does it I'm go? Getting closer to your heart. I'm getting closer to your heart. I don't remember no, that. That's about all I know. Anyway, that was the number 20. I think that was from Back to the Egg. Okay. Um, how about this? This is kind of his early. This is this is a protest song. Paul was trying to write something protesting. And, Give and Ireland back to the Irish. You are correct. Yeah. That was the number 21. Yeah. Right? And yeah, here's mate. another one. Another one from Back to the Egg. I've had enough. I've had enough. Yeah, I had well, the record. Yeah, yeah. That album was the, right. that album wasn't the bomb that I thought it was. I had a couple hits. There's yeah. another hit off it. Um, was Girl Rockestra School. theme? Oh, was Rockestra? No, no. no, I didn't try. No, this was before that. This was '78. Oh, uh, the song the Girl ones? School. In your all girls school, mm-hmm. that was number '52. Okay, now one called Arrow Threw Me, number 29. I never heard of it. Mary Had a Little Lamb, that stupid version. Was that from Wildlife or something? Yeah. Number 28. I got question marks next to that. Um, letting Go from Wings. Oh, I feel like letting go. That's a good song. And Mark, you, you mentioned London Town. So that, that was all Paul's. That was uh, mentioned London Town. The hardworking and very busy Paul McCartney. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know we saw it in the uh, the uh, movie just recently. You know the 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 uh, get back. You know he was working while yep. everyone else was kind of like he was there. He yep. wanted to make these songs. You know he was all, yeah. he was also <clears throat> he was at his near creative peak with the Beatles. Anyway, at that yeah. point he was yeah. really he was rolling. Yep. Well, that's a good one. We got some some surprises on there. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Perry. Perry. Rock and roll movies. Uh, something so uh, kind of well, near and dear uh, to we're us. At an hour or, we're at an hour already, man. You want to do this? You want to do some trivia or random relish? I, let's do trivia and then go into rock and roll movies. You Is that okay with you, Lou? Sure. Hey. We're a democracy here. so Okay. What is the uh, highest selling, <laughs> the most successful Kiss song? Beth. Beth. Beth reached number seven in the United States in 1975. Seven. But Kiss actually had a number one song in 1979 in the U.S. I was was made for loving you, baby. You got it, man. I was made for loving you. It was number one in 1979. I like that song. I think they wrote that with Desmond Child. I think Paul and Desmond Child wrote that. I think this might be the only Kiss song I like. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And that, that's, that's not, not Peter Chris on drums at that point. Okay, and that's not right, Gene right. Simmons' bass either. <laughs> Here's one. What is what is the Cars' highest charting hit? Cars was one of those groups never had a number one hit. Drive. Drive. Uh, same. Same. Same thing. Uh, number three, 1984. Drive. Yeah, the, high, the highest charting. Highest charting hit. You know what the second highest charting hit was? 1984. Magic. Uh, oh, it might magic. be 1981. Oh. Touch and number go. Number four. Drive is number up. three. Shake it up. Shake it up. Shake it up. Ooh, ooh, shake it up. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Didn't yeah. like that. 
Get real loose. I like yeah. Drive because yeah, I had the know, wonderful. That was kind of goofy. That's a goofy. I like the, uh, the wonderful Benjamin Goofy-goo. Orr sang Drive, and the video what was, was good the, too. What was the first rap song to top the Billboard Hot 100? The first rap song. Uh, the Walk This Way cover. 1990. Oh. First, first rap song to top the Billboard Hot Jump 100. Up. Jump around. Whoop. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. White guy. It's a white oh, Eminem. Guy. Eminem. Rodney Dangerfield rapping Rodney. Everlast. <laughs> he says white as vanilla. Vanilla ice. Aww. Vanilla ice. Ice oh, ice God. baby. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wait, what year That's was that? Rap. 1990. Oh, God. I didn't even think about him. That's shit. Yeah. That's but total I, I fucking have, shit. I have That's something bad. interesting on him. Yeah. You know, he got... Um, you got some dirt on him? He copped, you know, he admitted that under pressure, you know, boom, 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 right? Mm-hmm. He's, remember, he used to say, no, no, it's one note different, but it, it's, you know, it's the it was, same. It was dun, 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 Instead of dun, 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 it was that dun, 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 well, dun, dun, smart, dun, dun. Yes. smart guy, though, smart guy. Hmm. He bought the publishing rights to under pressure. Uh. So now, whenever anybody plays under pressure or Ice Ice Baby, he gets paid wow. four million dollars. How did he get that from Queen? Because Bowie had died and uh, Freddie Mercury had died at that point, oh. and so he, for four million dollars, he bought the publishing rights to Under four Pressure. Million? So he gets paid now whenever that thing is. There's so people yeah. in Pearl River that have four million dollars. There's like any so many people could have bought that. That's amazing that it was so cheap. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. privy to it. But so now, did did he buy that from the estate of Freddie Mercury? And he David bought it. Bowie? Yeah, he bought it from. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, so, so did the other guys in Queen have a publishing or like a writer's thing? On that? Well, that... Brian May had to because Brian May played guitar on it, but he didn't write the song. Yeah. So Brian May had they had to talk to Brian May, and he got you know a cut of it too. But it was and really. He says uh, also. He says Suge Knight never helped him hold him over a balcony. Okay. And shit like that. He said that never happened. I don't he, believe he, him. He didn't, he didn't Tony Rocky Horror his ass. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't believe him. I don't believe him. Right, I got, I got so. one more trivia thing here. And uh, it's kind of a thing. It's, it's trivia, but like <sighs> musicians who were killed in plane crashes. Oh, boy. There's a few. So can you guys name uh, Randy Rhodes? Mark, Mark Randy Rhodes. Okay, Randy Rhodes. Yep. I can name you three. I can name you three. I know you can, name, name. you can name the day the music died. Lucy, go right ahead. One shot. Yeah. Um, um, Bill Richardson. No, that's what's in. Big Bopper. Richie Valens. And Buddy Holly. Randy Rhodes. Yeah. Yep. Can you name any more? Uh, 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 Donnie Van Zant. Leonard Skinner, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll just say well, Leonard Skinner in general. You know, well, but, right, yeah. but still, no, yeah. it's just Leonard Skinner, yeah. Um, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan, the helicopter crash is considered a, yeah. Now, Lou, you, oh, you oh, had right mentioned right. something in the past about one guy who survived from this band, the saxophone player or something. Yeah, yeah from the, um, oh, he did, did his soul finger, the Barquets. The, 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 the Barquets, you got it, yeah. Well, well, the yep. thing, no, he, well, that's the Otis Redding plane crash is what it is. Otis Redding is gone that? in a plane. Otis Redding's gone in a plane crash. Yeah. Well, well the Barcays were they were on that plane, so the, the right, sole survivor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow, he survived. Um, John Tony Denver. Sinatra. <laughs> Who? Who'd you say? John Denver. Johnny Denver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the country singer Jim Reeves. Jim Reeves. Uh, he uh, died. Uh, Bill Graham. Bill Graham, the, the rock and roll promoter, died in a plane crash. Yeah. I didn't yep. know that. Oh. Yep. Yeah. There's more, but they're not as famous as this. But I've got two more. Yeah. One's a famous country singer, and the other one is a famous rock and roller. Rick Nelson. You got it. Tricky Ricky Nelson. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, there's a story behind that, too, yeah. that I'll tell yeah. you about after we get the last one. Country, famous country singer, female country singer. Female. Oh, wait. Yeah. Sang big hit with a Willie Nelson song. Shelly Bourbon. No, big hit with a Willie Nelson song. Patsy Cline. <laughs> Patsy Cline. Patsy Cline. I thought she died in a plane crash. Death. Crazy. She died in a plane crash, huh? Yeah. Yeah, she died in a plane crash. Yeah. Wow. Hey, guys, talk crash. for but a second. I, I'll, I'll be right back. Yeah, okay. but I have... Uh, I have... How about, the, how, about uh, Dolly, how about Dolly Sinatra? Dolly Sinatra. <laughs> you know the... The, a week before, uh, the week before Leonard Skinner leased that plane, Aerosmith. You heard the story. Aerosmith yeah, looked yeah. at that plane, and they said, "Nah," they, because they saw some of the crew, like you know, drinking, taking a hit out yeah. of flasks and stuff. They said, "No, no, no." And uh, bad, bad I news. mean, look what happened. But get this: Jerry Lee Lewis had a DC three, and he lent it to Leonard Skinner to use until they found their own plane. So Jerry Lee Lewis was a big deal. He had a DC-3, like a McDonald, a Douglas mm. DC-3. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, you see, you'll know what it, if you If you look it up, you'll see sure. it, right? And he lent that plane to Leonard Skinner until they finally leased their own. In 1985, Rick Nelson died in that very same plane. The Jerry Lee Lewis's plane, DC-3, that's the plane Ricky Nelson died on. Wow! Ooh. It crashed. Yeah, that, that that's that's a weird kind of it's yeah, macabre. Yeah. Wait, so so they used Jerry Lee's plane, so they got their own shitty one. The one they crashed. They, in. Jerry Lee lent them the DC three until right. they le- you know, became successful enough or whatever to lease their own. Right. But the very same DC three that he lent Leonard Skinner, Ricky Nelson died, died in died. that very same. That now, absolute we, same plane. Yeah. So we wait. So we wait for Mark to come back before we talk about the some speculation about the Rick Nelson crash. What, what do you mean? Uh, well, you know, there were some rumors as as what actually happened in, in the plane. There was rumors he was freebasing. Oh yeah, I, no, I don't. Yeah. I I don't know. You heard that, or is like that's just gossip? I mean, you know, there was it was a story that that had circulated. But how would how would anybody know? If, I don't know if there were there any survivors. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a post office in Texarkana. Texarkana. Yeah, in Texarkana. Is that in Texas or Arkansas? It, it, yeah, in Texarkana. It's in Texas, <laughs> but it's it's called the state line post office. And if you're standing in the post office. Your right arm's in Texas. Your left, your left arm is That's in cool. Arkansas. Yeah, ah, cool. And in the post office, they have a Texas side and an Arkansas side. You, you know, you get if you're in Texas, okay, you get your, right. You know, it's kind of, yeah. That's weird. Kind of a weird thing, huh? Hey, I'm back. 
Hey, Mark. You're back. All right. Romina dropped her bird off for us to watch while she travels, so I just had to Your say bird. goodbye. I say hello. Yeah. So we uh, want to talk about rock and roll movies? Um, yeah, let me just finish up with a couple of these stray things, oh, all right? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step um, on Sorry about that. Napoleon Dynamite. Remember that movie, Napoleon Dynamite? I love that movie. Remember the dance sequence in there? Yeah. That sequence was was choreographed by him, and by the one who played uh, Tina. Oh uh, yeah, the, the girl. The girl. Yeah, she was in Waterworld. That girl. Uh huh. She studied hip hop dance at school, and <laughs> they choreographed that. Uh, it's an iconic moment in movies. That's yeah. great. <laughs> and John Heater, the guy who played Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, he got paid a thousand bucks for the movie. Wow, thousand bucks. But he worked he... out a deal later on. To get a percentage of uh, residuals, yeah, that yeah, movie yeah. will stand the test of time. And he refused, I heard, to do a sequel, like they were talking about. It. He said, yeah. "No." In yeah. 1981, the Clash played at. Uh, remember that? What's that famous place in Texas? The uh, Armadillo Ar- World Headquarters, right, where Willie yeah. Nelson and all those guys played, right? The Clash yeah. played there in 1981, and the opening group was called the Skunks. Hmm. And uh, the guitar player in uh, the Skunks is John D. Graham. And he said that when the when the class played there, right, it yeah. was very loud and very rowdy. So Joe apparently Joe Strummer grabs the mic stand, and it's a wooden stage. He grabs the mic stand and pounds it down three times, and the whole place heard it. Oh! And they said they said it was incredible. It was a sea of cowboy hats, long hair, and mohawks. So in other words, there were like hippies, cowboys, and punks. All there to see the clash. Volatile hmm. next. You would cool. never see that anywhere else, you know? Yeah. Without trouble. Without trouble, yeah. Yep. And um did you the Rolling you've heard this story, I'm sure. In nineteen eighty one, the Rolling Stones were rehearsing at this Longview Farm studio in North Brookfield, Mass. They did a gig at a bar in Worcester, Mass which I think is where Scott McLean and Jack Calabrese are from, right? Uh, Worcester, no, Mass? They're Winthrop. Winthrop. Winthrop? Well, yeah. Worcester, Mass, the Stones played at a bar there. Like, they just turned up at a bar. Like, 200 people fit in a bar, and the Stones played there. Like, wow, wow. man. You know, like, wow. That is so cool. Yeah. And Ben Orr of the Cars, he did the bookend hits. He, he sang their first hit and their last big hit. Ben Orr sang Just What I Needed and Drive, the bookend mm. hits. He's a great singer. I well, really like Benjamin yeah. Moore. It's a shame yeah. he died. Real shame. Yeah. And they say also about uh, about Elliot uh, Easton that his they said his guitar parts are composed. They're not just thrown in there. They're like compositions. I believe Elliot Easton plays. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, because yeah. I used to read his column in Guitar Player, and he tells you how to construct a guitar solo before recording, like write it out and everything. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, one more thing, 20 years ago, yesterday, I think, on January 5th, 20 years ago, Ray Davies got shot in New Orleans right. by a mugger. Got shot in the leg. Yeah. Yeah. Got shot in the leg. I didn't know yeah. about that. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was having dinner with his girlfriend. Chrissy Hind? Uh, no. No. Not this and, one. Uh, <laughs> and, the mu- and, you know, she threw the purse. She, she threw the purse. Take it, take it, take it. The guy grabbed it. For some reason, Ray Davies chased after him, got yeah. shot in the leg, yeah. and had was in you know recouping in Las Vegas. I mean, rather in mm-hmm. New Orleans, 
Yeah. And he said the weirdest thing that happened was as he's getting his leg x-rayed, right? Yeah. The x-ray technician asks him for an autograph. Like, dude, I just got fucking shot. You know? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you I mean, fucking kidding me? You know, yeah. the thing is, like, yep. when you see movies and people are shrugging off 22s, there's one of those movies from the early 90s. It's got Steve Martin. It's an ensemble cast. He plays a movie producer. Anyway, he's walking out. He gets mugged. He gets shot in the leg, and he's down for the count. But they showed his yeah. reaction after again. He's he's throwing up. It's not just like, ah, you know. No, it's that he, he was down, and he was in therapy for yeah. months. You know, well, twenty two is a small caliber. Small, caliber. I mean, yeah, this this one. Well, the guy didn't but have a hand cannon either, but you know, it just has to go through. You know, but yeah, yeah, he got shot. Hey, like in the we leg. knew a guy. Lou, you and I knew a guy from Westwood who got shot in the leg, and it's not like in the movies. Well, you put a bandana, no. or tie a bandana around it, and yeah, you're gonna limp for a while. No, no, no. This guy had to have arteries removed from one part of mm. his body and replaced it. Like it's not. It's no joke like in the movies, you know, yeah. when you get shot in the leg and you tie it off and you're okay, yeah. you know? Like, Walk it no, off. Dude, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's when bone was... in there. There's muscles. Like, it's just... Uh, I mean, when it's I really was... they, they ricochet. That's the whole thing. That yeah. Was, yeah. When, yeah. I, you know, when I was when 22 getting... years old, I was going out of Vermont. My sister lived up there with my former brother-in-law. And right I had a few time. beers in me. And uh, I said, hey, I want to shoot some guns. He goes, really? He goes, yeah. Now, my brother-in-law... Had a lot of guns. He's a gun guy, but he's a safe gun guy. Right. And yeah. he said, no, no, you're not going to shoot anything today. You've had beers. You know, I'm like, come on, John. So the next day, he gave me the gun. He said, we're going to shoot. And he, he said just what Perry said. He said, you know, when you see guys get shot in these action movies and they fall down and they get up and they chase them, you know, it's Hollywood. You can die from yeah. getting shot in the leg. And he yeah. he, taught, he just filled me in on that. And it always struck a chord because, yeah, we grew up on the cat, the movies, you know. And oh, absolutely. I, I knew it was dangerous, but I didn't know, like, if you get shot in the leg, you could die. It's absolutely, like you said, yeah. an artery or whatever, you like, know. I was wondering, like, yeah. at the end of Platoon, when they're making Swiss cheese uh -huh. out of Willem Dafoe, <laughs> you know, he, he, he took more bullets than Sonny Corleone, and he walked away <laughs> almost. <yeah. laughs> um, Iconic it scene. It, it was a, years ago when I was working on my other jobs, uh, one of the – Guys, I worked with good dude. He goes, you ever shot guns before? And I said, no. I said, I'd like to, though. I'd like to experience it once. So some Sunday morning, he comes over to my house up in Barnesville. And, we, you know, there's like a government state property behind where I lived. You know, it's a fire road. You, you've been there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So we went up. We, we found a wall, like a berm thing, and shoot into. So he had a shotgun, a Colt 45. Uh, he had a Remington rifle. And I forgot with something else. And maybe he had like at least five guns. And uh, I mentioned the shotgun. So we we shot old you know for about four hours, and oh wow! I, I, at that point, I'm like, wow! I said, this is you know, this is interesting because of the shotgun firing that thing up. I said, you, I do not want to be in the other end of that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the shit. No. I mean, that thing knocked me back. It knocks you back. The yeah. recoil. Yeah. So I figure you're getting the recoil of that. What, what's the the objective of getting yeah. the target? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So I was like, okay. Well. Pagliacci is back. Pagliacci? Yeah. He man. That's all Pagliacci. Pagliacci. The, the Smokey Robinson mentions him in the Tears of a Clown. I just right? like Pagliacci yeah. did. Yeah. Yep. Grimaldi. Uh, you know, can we touch back upon something when Mark was on his break? Yeah. We were mentioning um, Rick Nelson died in a plane crash. It was actually, it was New Year's Eve. 
1985. And um, a Douglas, it's a Douglas DC-3 in which he was a passenger, crashed into trees, poles, and electrical wires when it attempted to make an emergency landing while in flight between Guntersville, Alabama, and Dallas, where he was to perform a New Year's Eve concert. Yeah. Nelson's DC-3, it doesn't mention that it was owned by Jerry Lee Lewis. Nel Nelson's oh. DC-3 seemed constantly beset by mechanical problems. The fatal fire was caused by a defective heater in the tail of the plane. The heater caught fire and filled the cabin with toxic fumes. The pilot survived. So Jerry Lee Lewis. Wow. And the, the pilot plane. survived. Seven, the seven passengers did not. Wow. That's Rick why Nelson. I don't take private planes. They have a horrible track record. And helicopters. So yeah, we'll never catch prop planes. If I'm being medevaced out of somewhere, I'll go in a helicopter. Otherwise, I'm not. I just got this book delivered today today it's called pledging my time people who have been in bands with bob dylan like 40 interviews of what it's like oh, to work that, with that's, bob. Oh, wow yeah. Cool yeah. that sounds really pledging good. my time bob dylan bam conversations with bob dylan band members by ray paget cool yeah i just got it today it just came today so i can't wait to start reading it yep yeah I but Mark, I do have the it. list of those uh, rock and roll movies if you want to. Like we've seen the yeah. top of the list, of course, is the Last Waltz, right? Nobody can, you can't top that as far as uh, right. Absolutely. Lou, did you ever see the Last Waltz? Yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> couple. <laughs> you probably have it on DVD. I'm sure. Yeah, of course man. I do. Lou's gonna go off on an hour-long tangent. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll try. I won't. All I can no, say is, I, I, I did. I saw that movie on, on Thanksgiving Day on public television, New Jersey, Channel 13. Yeah. And it was just the coolest thing. It was just the coolest That's thing. That's the first time coolest I saw thing. it, too. PBS. And, yeah, Channel it 13. was the coolest thing because I thought Levon Helm was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, how about Quadrophenia by the Ooh? I've never seen that's it. A, that's a fictional. You've never rock seen Quadrophenia? No. Wow. I love it. I you love might it. like it. Uh, Sting. Sting I, is in it. So, yeah. you know, he's an asshole, Sting. So. <laughs> He's an asshole in that I movie. I will kill him. Ace face, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Brimstone about... and Shriekle. Brimstone, yeah. <laughs> the thing the about bride. that movie, Mark's they have favorite to have movie, subtitles. The they have to have titles in some of those scenes because the, the accent is so thick. But I, I like that movie. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was yeah. really good. That's a great, great story. Yep. Yeah. So well, how about, uh, how about Led Zeppelin? The song remains the same. I like it. I, I got a lot it. of problems with that it. movie. I know yeah. you do. I grew up with it. I love it. You know, I'd have to but see I it again. I, I saw the clips of it on Midnight It's part concert footage and part yeah. self-indulgence. Right. You know, right. like yeah. uh, Peter Peter Grant, like just like gangsters. You know him and uh, mm. who was he falling with? off with green goo coming out of yeah. the back? You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, the best the best uh, fantasy sequence in that was John Bonham. It was just him driving his car around, going in the pub, it's racing around. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. How about uh, the kids are all right? The kids are all right. That love it. saw that a driving man. That was hilarious to see the driving. Yeah, one of the sure. best documentaries ever. And those Shepperton Film Studio performances were mad to me. They were great. They're some of the heaviest stuff I ever heard. And how about that story about with the uh, on the Smothers Brothers, where you know, like, they did a rehearsal and you know they loaded up some explosives and it went poof, you know, nothing. so they added more and more and more like, and if you watch it, like Roger Dolce gets blown over, 
Pete Townsend's hair catches fire, I think, and he's going like this, you know, trying to pat his hair out. It was like they put dynamite in this. The whole jump set exploded. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that movie made me glad I was in a band. Really? Oh, yeah. Me, me and Father were just, we were just starting to get going. I've never seen that movie. Just It was so much fun, you know. Mm. I, I like those interviews, too, when they're just, they're, I mean, they're drunk and stuff, but they're just having fun. Yeah. Well, look at, like, in the movie, I think it was uh, the bass player, John Entwistle, like, well, you know, now that we're old, he's 30 years old, he's yeah, throwing really. gold records up, skeet shooting, and I'm like, now that we're old, you're fucking 32, dude. <laughs> but he looked older you're than old, 32, you know? Also, you know, back then, you know, they were more realistic. They didn't think they had more than a couple of years in something. That's the Beatles yeah. always yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. You know, we get, we get five years out of this, really? Let me, let me ask you guys what you think about this. Thing to do. The Buddy Holly story. I have it. Mm-hmm. The Buddy Holly story with Gary Bussey, Gary yeah, Busey. Yeah. Buddy Holly. I liked it. I liked it. I really like it. I, I think the... the so I think some of the historical inaccuracies, they're not that offensive. I don't think they're that offensive. There's a certain scenes in the movie that didn't happen. He never punched the record producer. Right. Well, you take artistic license with the exactly, movie. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. you know, the, the girlfriend in the beginning where he puts her on the bus and he's like, I'm, I'm done with you. That didn't happen. But I think that's really about it, though. But I, I think it, he was great. I mean, the first when, noticeable thing with me is that Gary Busey really knows how to play the guitar. That's yes, he does. the first yeah. thing you notice yeah. right away. I'm yeah. a, I have a pet peeve about those kind of things in movies. Right. Right. Yeah. Like R- well, Ralph Macchio. When when right, Hollywood right. when when Hollywood retells a story, you cringe. You go, how's it going to be? So they fucked it up royally with La Bamba and the Queen movie. Did they? But you know, with with Buddy Holly and um uh ten, uh Oh shit! The one ah, coal miner's daughter. They did great. They did good. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. All right. While we're while while we're just talking about the Buddy Holly story, let's talk about La Bamba. I didn't. I didn't uh, see it. It's just Lou Diamond Phillips does not know how to play the guitar, and it's just so bad to me. You know, like he didn't even. I'll tell you something. Ralph Macchio took lessons to try to look it. Lou Diamond Phillips, he's just had his fingers like on the neck of the guitar. Like, come on. Oh, okay. Don't play me for right. a fool. Like, Have you ever yeah. seen any old films of Richie Valens? There's not many. Yes. Yeah. Um, he was really good. He was he was 17 years old when he died. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, he was a boy. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. You know, it, it's it's macabre, and we've touched upon this. You know, I've seen the I looked at the pictures of the crash site. You know, you can see there's three bodies in the snow. He's the closest one. And the big bopper is, is a distant. I mean, it's you know, there's that's why there was speculation. That I thought maybe, you know, Buddy Holly fired a gun in the plane, and the big bopper because he was so far away managed to like stagger into a you know, but no, no, they all no. died in when you hit, you flip flown. I mean, yeah, oh, they yeah. just fall out of the sky. It's yeah, yeah, Buddy Holly, if you want to party, what about what about this one? It's not, it's a fictitious movie. That thing you do, the Tom Hanks, love, uh, love Char- the Tom charming, Hanks baby, charming movie, yeah. very charming, very. Yeah, charming. Uh, I like the movie a lot. Every time it's you on, know? I keep watching it. I'm turning it off. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the guy who wrote the songs was Adam, Adam from uh, from Fountains of Wayne. Fountains right? of Wayne, yeah, yeah. He oh, really? I didn't know that. He, died, he died of COVID a couple of years ago, young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 50s. but you, but they, you can. It's another thing too, like. The guy who looked really looked like he knew what he was doing was the drummer. 
yeah. Tom yeah. Hanks character who yeah. looks like Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know, in fact, they weren't going to hire him because they said we can't hire him. He looks too much like you. Tom. Really? Oh, well, you know, okay. yeah. What made but that movie the good? The other guys, like, yeah, they didn't know how to play yeah. guitar. You could tell, like, you know, they'll just go like this and, like, a bar chord thing, you know. But they're not – it's not moving the way it's supposed to move. Right, right. And, you know, like, when the Lenny takes a lead and he's doing the Chuck Berry type, like, it's it's over here, but he's playing it all the way up here, but the tone is down. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. just so obvious, yeah. What so, made that uh, movie good to me was that it took the social aspect of a band. It, it's a marriage, right? And you had a bunch of different yeah. guys. They were all different. And they had, like, one guy wanted to be in the yeah. military. But then what happened when success hit, that was what made that movie good. They fell apart. And that was just really, mm -hmm. like, the snobby guitar player, the guy, you know. Talent. <laughs> the Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that's that's so what was good. Was that the guy from Fans of Wayne singing that song? Uh, I would be. I would believe that that is them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what about this one? This is a this is a movie. Uh, Don't look back, Bob Dylan. Mm -hmm. That is just fucking fantastic. Yes, man. you know. There's a scene in that, that I'll DA never forget. Penny Baker, right? Yeah. yeah. The scene with the guy crying that he wanted to shoot Dylan because he went electric. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, so much, just kill him. You know, remember that scene? Judas, Judas. Now we didn't do it. You're wrong. You're wrong. Gentlemen, I should be right back. Here's another one. Yeah. Stop making sense. I loved it. Talking Heads. I wasn't a big Talking Heads fan, that big of a fan. Neither am I. Neither am I. I'm never going to be. And then yeah. I saw that movie, and it made me appreciate them a lot more than I already did. Like, I didn't, you know, but good movie. Well, well produced. Very similar to the other music movie Jonathan Demi produced, directed. I'm sure you, I don't know if you're going to bring it up or not. But, well, uh, uh, Heart of Gold, Neil Young. Uh, was that the one where he was at the um, Ryman? Yeah, yeah. Or was that the one where he was back, went back to uh, Canada? No, that's the Ryman one. And uh, just the beginning when you see the Andy camera Lou zooming was there in. and people like that, right? Yeah, you see the camera zooming in on him as he's singing that opening song, and that's how Stop Making Sense kind of started. Just a lone guy on stage. Yeah, I love that Neil Young movie, Heart of Gold. Well produced. If you listen to that it on so a home cool. theater, oh my god, yeah, yeah. My dad loved yeah. it. He was my dad didn't know much about Neil Young, and I played it for him. He said this is absolutely fantastic. Well, Neil yeah. Young is one of those. You know, there was another documentary about him where he went back up to Canada, and uh, I don't know. I know Daniel and Walsh from Hamilton, mm -hmm. Ontario. I'm not sure where Neil is from, but. There's a town in North Ontario, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's from up that way. But yep. yeah, anything. Uh, I love those kind of. I love those kind of friggin' movies, man. Right yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Don't, and that's a concert movie, but it was directed by like kind of like the last waltz in Scorsese. You had an established yeah. film movie film director making a concert movie, so they put their little right. stamp on it. You know. But also the key thing about these documentaries too is editing. Yes. The editing is a part of the art. Mhm. Mm you know that's that's all part of it. What other uh what other ones uh there was another there was another Bob Dylan thing, wasn't it? Um 
It was Don't Look Back, and he did another one. <clears throat> I forgot what it was. Oh, the, uh, the Rolling Thunder Review. Did you see that one? I have to. It's like four hours, I heard. It, uh, no, it's a couple hours. but uh, I have to see that because that's my favorite era of Dylan, I've said many times, and I really got to see it. Uh, Mick Ronson was one of the guitar players. And wow. T-Bone, T-Bone Burnett was the other guitar player, too. Early on. I'll throw yeah, a movie yep. at you. Hey, guys. I'll throw a movie and... at you that I liked. Um, I'm going to go with um, Rattle and Hum. Now, I know that, you know, U2 isn't everybody's flavor. I but saw it. I liked it. Yeah. What yeah. struck me about it was, first of all, the direction was great because when they open up with um, Helter Skelter, you see Bono singing, and then when they, the whole band launches in, the, the lights come on the audience, you feel like you're on stage with them. But what made that movie so good was they were a, a, a Irish rock band that were basically gaga over American rock and roll. So you saw them touring. They went to Graceland. They went to um, the studio of Jesus. You know what studio I'm talking about. Uh, Sun Studio. Then in Har- yeah, Sun studio. yeah, and then they're in, they're in Harlem. And it's just to see this, like, because they were unabashedly fans of American rock and roll and American culture, and sure, it was a discovery yeah. for them. And I, I loved it for that reason. I mean, yeah. what European, English, or UK bands weren't influenced by American yeah. stuff, right? They like, come up here and they steal our music and they bring yeah. it back home with them. <laughs> And they turn it into shit that, uh, yeah. you know, that's why the, the old blues yeah. artists used to go to UK because nobody in America gave a shit, you know? I still have that Helen Wolf album where he's playing in London with uh, with Charlie Watts and uh, yeah. Bill Wyman and Eric Clapton. He went there. He was God here. Nobody yep. cared about him. What about are you, Tommy? Are you, are you, are you, are you, any um, rock movies I missed? Yeah, Tommy. Tommy. Oh, I, no, we I, mentioned, um, he mentioned... Um, uh, we mentioned Heart of Gold, sense. Neil Young, and Stop Which Making one? Sense. Or Stop Making Sense. Okay. Stop Making Sense. The Talking Heads. Yeah. How about the, how about the yeah. Wall? Which I, I've uh, never seen. I've never seen uh, the Wall. Is that considered a See rock it, and but... roll movie? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think, you know what? No? Yeah, it, it, it's it's it has to be considered that because basically it, it was an out album the album. named after it. Um. But it's it's incredibly good to me because that album was a massive part of my life. It almost cost mm-hmm. me to end my life, I gotta say. Um, but it, wow. it's a good movie, you know. That the, well, what you're gonna else... say something like that and not go into detail? What the hell are you talking about? Oh God, I was young and dumb, and I wanted to end it all. And the wall was a glorious way to end it. I was, you know, it's like. <laughs> but um, um, I never came close to it. No, but uh, the movie to me is incredibly powerful. It's dark. Bob Geldof, fucking, he went off the deep end doing that movie, you know. Uh, yeah. But the animation alone, Lou, just watch it for the Who animation. always hated Pink Floyd, by the way, yeah. too, Bob Geldof. Yeah. I, I yeah. think one of the reasons why I didn't see the movie, I was never never a big fan of that album some, for really? some reason. Yeah. It, it's, it's, too, it's too cold for me. There's something, yeah. I mean, I, I get it, but I, I think for me personally, it, and, and it's the theme of it, the alienation theme, I mean. Yeah. I understand it. I felt it at times, but I, I didn't want to embrace it. Is that the one that so, goes, we don't need no education? Yeah. We yes. don't need no, that's the one? The wall? It's not, edu- it's not education like some people think. <laughs> what and about Tommy, the, kids, the movie Tommy by the Who? the meat grinder and all that now, shit. I know you that saw was... that one. I, I, I love Tommy. I saw Tommy in the theaters. That was cool. That was, Tommy's that was a also, great movie. That was nearly yeah. before I was playing music, rock and roll movie, where you're like, this is just the coolest thing. This is just cool. Like, uh, even Clapton, you know, I'm not even Clapton's a great, uh, amazing. He, he's he's a legend. Children, right? No, he was doing. No, um, talk about he, your children. We shock. Yeah, he was walking like I a said to the blind. Yeah. 
Eyesight yeah. to the Blind. Uh, but 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 the Who are his acolytes, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. And Elton Lord John, and right? Elton John. I mean, <laughs> talk about over the top. But how cool? But, but it was cool. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, Elton, I, 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 I didn't care. Eyes. You know, it, it was yeah. just amazing. Those giant shoes. I mean, what what did they do to get him in there? There was a giant pinball machine in there. And that was like and Mar- like Margaret. <laughs> and Margaret. And Margrock? Yeah. Yeah. Covered in baked beans. That was all my dreams come true. Yep. I, I got to say, Elton John's part was on its I'm own a, like a music guys, video. Guys, I have to tell you something. I'm a, I'm a bean man. Yeah? I'm Mr. Bean? bean. <laughs> I'm a big bean man. What do you mean? I love baked beans. No, right? beans and, 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 toast, and, and Margaret covered in beans. You know, so beans and toast. I'm, yeah. I'm a bean man. You know. Yeah. I opened myself up to you guys and just didn't, you know, it's just nothing. I've got well, two Mark more. O- Mark opens up when you get all sympathetic. I say shit and nothing. <laughs> I've got two more. This is Spinal Tap and A Mighty Wind. Both are great. Great movies. <laughs> Double A side, man. <laughs> Double A, right? It's it's like hit, hit. You know? Yeah, yeah. Now, there, there's going to be, there's a, working on a sequel to Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. Yeah, Rob Reiner, yeah. the, the original guys. You know, I, I'm expecting great. I, I want to expect great things from this. Only because they're, they're, they're all still funny and they're still valid. I mean, who was the uh, who was the Christopher Guest character? Nigel Tufnell. No, he was Nigel Tufnell. Yeah, he was Nigel. Based He's got the guitars. He's got the guitar in the stand with the sticker still on it. Like you don't touch it. It's just there. It's just there. <laughs> Nobody touches it. There's so every time you see it, there's so much subtlety. There's, there's, it's one of the, one of those movies. There's always a little something different. Every time you watch it, you get something different. Yeah. Yeah. I heard. Hey. I listened. To, I listened to Wichita Lineman this morning. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't notice the delicacy of the harpsichord. Mm. Well, it's like I have to time, tell you. Every time you hear something, it's like Jesus. Well, I have know? to tell you too. You mentioned. Uh, you said there was a seven-string bass. It was a Fender six-string bass. Okay. And that's Glenn Campbell playing a Fender six-string bass on boom, 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 he's boom, boom, that, boom, okay. boom. Yeah. So, you know, but that, yeah. But, but he's playing that, but Carol Kay is playing the intro line. Boom, 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 boom. Right. But this salt, the, the middle the part is Glenn right. Campbell on a six-string bass twice. In fact, he did it. He may have done it on uh, By the Time I Get to Phoenix also. Mm, okay. You know? Yeah. It's um, it's such a great and isn't that isn't that what REM used on those singles from Reveal all the way to Reno all, all the way to Reno bam 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 yeah yeah probably yeah when I hear that sound that says California yeah says I think California. Glenn Campbell when I hear those things yeah, man, yeah. Well, and even actually I heard um some songs from Bruce Springsteen's Western Stars record recently oh it's a great it, album it, it's it is a great album I think yeah. it's some of his best singing I, very I just think very he, influenced to me like by Van Dyke Parks. Yeah, well, of course. That's what he said. Yeah. He goes, he wanted that late sixties Hollywood, yeah. you know, nineteen sixty nine. Hey, can I um time can time I throw time. one more movie Green in there? Door. Yeah. Did you guys ever see um fuck the movie about Altamont? Give me shelter. Yeah, yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah. I I have very rough memories. PBS showed it one night late and I watched it when I was really young. And I, I think I'm gonna order the Blu ray because I, I I've heard about it, you know. I, I remember it showed them leading up to that concert, so they showed them playing different areas, and you had this feeling yeah. of dread because you knew what was coming. You yeah, know, I love, uh, <laughs> I love when Grace Slick gets on the mic and says, "You knocked out our lead singer, <laughs> Marty Ballin got knocked out." Man. I, I, I bet you Marty, he probably went down pretty easy too. <laughs> from a, from a, from a Hell's Angel, yeah, <laughs> I'd go down too, man. Well, he looked, he looked I like would... a pretty delicate guy, you know. 
I think I would just go down before angels. I got hit. When I worked at the bottom line, I used to have to deal with the Hell's Angels once in a while. Yeah. Oh boy. They, they would just come in. They had their bar. Yeah, you yeah. didn't go to you didn't no one went to their bar. If you did, they'd probably kill you. So I I I did like shoo people away from like trying to get like a rum and coke over them. Yeah. The Hell's Angels. I wouldn't but hiring them Never for have security. any ever have any trouble? No. no, the thing was, no, I think it was, if you, it was a pretty classy place, but if you, you know, what are you going to do, fit, Lou, if, if it's, if what, kicked, what were you going to do? You get knocked out like Marty Ballard, man. Fuck that, no, I wouldn't, you can take more than that. I'll take at least three of them out, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll be like a Bronx time. We'll close the door and say, now you can't leave. <laughs> yeah, no, can't no, leave. No, no, the thing was, the, the, rule, the, the rule was, the manager said, he goes, they got their bar, they come in, they, they don't walk past your old tough guy, they just come in. You got their bar. He goes, but you don't let, try not to let people, other customers try to go to that bar to get a drink. So, you know, once I, I've never said to say that's the hell's angels bar. You know, like, okay, no, no one wants to fuck with them. So there was never any problem, you know? Yeah. But you know, no, that was, it was definitely, that was not, yeah. It wasn't a dive bar gig. All right. Scared. Listen, we're at one forty. So, um, do you have any more trivia, Perry? I mean, uh, no, but uh, I have, uh, I have, I have songs. What do you got, Lou? Lou's uh, got well, something. On, yeah, well, uh, we, we got we got time. We, we got time for both, right. don't we? That might be a good end of the show, Neil Peer. Just at the end of the show, a little reminiscence. Well, I got I got some songs that we're tired as hell of hearing of. I don't want to hear them anymore. Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, you know. Well, one of my, well, we all have some, but one of mine is like "Center Field" by John Fogerty, the baseball song. They're like, I don't want to hear that fucking song anymore, man. Yeah. <laughs> is, it yeah. is it because of the baseball, the bat hitting the ball at that point? And it's because of everything, you know. It's because of Overplay. the guitar made out of a baseball bat, claps. like just you know, like, the fake hand claps. Go away with that fucking song, you know. <laughs> yeah, the very digital, yeah, hand yeah. claps, yeah. yeah. From, from the Lindrum. What do you have uh, that you don't want? Like, you can't stay. You mentioned the other day, like, that Sharp Dressed Man by ZZ Top. Oh. Like, I never want to hear that goddamn song again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I got one for you. What? Don't Stop by Fleetwood Mac. I don't like sure. that song. Yeah, sure. I'm kind of with you on that one, man. Yeah. I'm not a big Fleetwood Mac fan. I am. I'm a big I'm, fan, but I'm, I don't not, like that song. I'm not. You know? I never was, man. Yeah. I, I like I like parts of them individually. You know. Um, yeah. I got one. Maybe I'm amazed by Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down. I wrote that down before. Yeah. yeah I just. Uh, I got I, another I one. I, I got another one. I never want to fucking hear again. Well, of <laughs> course, obviously, Stairway to Heaven. Right. It's like really? don't yeah. need to hear that anymore. But a big one for me is Mississippi Queen. Like, take that song away. <laughs> Drop it from all the fucking playlists. Get Mark rid Cowbell. of Mississippi Queen. That was one overrated guitar player, by the way, Leslie West. What was he? Yeah, uh, to me. I like who's, better, who's better, Leslie West or Ted Nugent? Probably Ted Nugent. No, I disagree yeah. with you on that. Nah, Leslie was a feeling player. He played fewer notes, but but you're right. I mean, he's not a guitar legend. He doesn't sound unique. He doesn't have his own sound. Like you hear, so, oh, that was Leslie West. I couldn't have known, you know. So he was better on Howard Stern than he was. Uh... Who was the Who was the bass player? Right. You got the others, Mark? Yeah, I got one for you. I got. Songs you I got don't one. want to ever hear again. Doctor, my eye. I'm sorry. I hear really. No, that, that, I yeah. love that fucking song, man. I I, I, I do too, but I don't. I ever can't hear it, it enough. Okay. Especially with Jesse Ed Davis. 
improvising yeah. that guitar solo on Again, there. You know what? I liked it at one time, but classic rock radio just makes you hate these songs. That's the problem. Yeah, they yeah. play it to death, right? Yeah, yeah. I've got one. Joe Walsh. My Maserati does one. Like, get that thing out of here, man. Like, you know what Make that song go away forever. I tried to play uh, with the headphones to that. It's hard to play. You know why? It's one of the slowest songs ever. It that song is really slow. It's it, I, it's it's a it's a weird dripping tempo. You know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. I, I, know, I know what you mean. It, it was very novel when it came out because it's yeah. got a lot of changes. It's, in it. Novel is the word because it's practically a novelty. Yeah, song. I, yeah. I, I know what you mean. <clears throat> but I, I mean. I'll, I'll say this though, it, it what was that nineteen seventy? What year did that come out? Seventy eight, seventy eight, something like that. Late seventy. Oh, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was yeah. seventy. I mean, the song's yeah. about six minutes long. Eight, you know? yeah, eight and change. Yeah. About eight, five eight minutes and too long. Yeah, I used to time songs because back in the day when you made mixtapes, I was always very mathematical. Like, okay, I got forty five minutes on the one side of the C ninety tape, so you add up yeah, the times. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. I was sticking with that genre. Heartache tonight. Don't like it. Sick of it. Uh, I never liked it. Somebody's yeah, yeah. Gonna hurt Talk someone. about compression, boom, man. Talk boom, about boom. compression, right? Boom. Oh, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think it's a very spirited vocal by Glenn Fry. True. Um, he's, he said he, goes, he didn't think he could sing that when they wrote it, but because Bob Seger sang it. And he goes, you know, I'm, I'm not Bob Seger. And, but he goes, I learned to do it. I goes, I found a way to do it. I'm like, yeah, oh, man, that, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. May, it would see, when it, may it snow in Denver in August when Seeger's in town. Right? Now, M- Mark was playing some clips from an Eagles concert video, correct, Mark? I watched the whole concert. And live yes, in that, Melbourne. That, that, was, that was his last tour, I think, wasn't it? Yes. Sir. Uh, that was, no. Next, maybe next few, That was actually quite a, a little bit of time ago. It, it was right after they got rid of Felder. It was right oh, after, okay. so that was a while ago. They got rid of fingers. Um, got rid of yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and they got that guy that plays eerily like him, and the guy that guy's almost too good. Yeah, I've got another he, song he, I he's never like, he's want like to hear. Oh, that's Stuart Smith. That's what that guy. Who that guy that's is with guy Eagles? Yeah. yeah, with yeah. those Eagles. Oh, I Harry, never want to hear Bohemian Rhapsody again. I hate that <laughs> damn song. I, I agree so much. I, I agree. <laughs> that is the I worst, put it, man. Put it in a vault somewhere. Put in a vault. It's not Make a bad it song. Away. It was very unique and all that stuff, you know. But it's just been done to. How about this one yeah. too? We are the champions, and the uh, the other. Oh one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got it, man. Let get. We that. will rock you. Yeah. I've paid the dues. Yeah. And my life. Shut up, man. I got another one. <laughs> yeah. I want. <laughs> I want my. MTV. Oh yeah. Money for nothing. I I love I Dire hate, Straits. I'm... Me I too, but I don't like that song. Oh, you just reminded like... me. So, yeah. I got another one. Fucking Roxanne by the police. Get that <laughs> thing away, man. Like Burn it. it. Burn it. It doesn't, it. Bother, doesn't bother me. That's crap. It's been overplayed to death, man. I got one yes. for you. Keep on a rocking me, baby. Baby, baby, baby. Keep a rocking. <laughs> well, there's a couple of Stevie Miller songs that would <laughs> yeah. end up in there. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of them. I don't think he, I don't think he's I kind of like Steve Miller, but I, I know what you mean. Like you know, fly like, like an eagle yeah. has been heard a million. Yeah. I mean, do, you know, do, you, do, you, do, do, do. yeah, yeah. <laughs> tick tock tick. Uh, do, 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 do. I, I never get tired of hearing the Doors though. Hmm. Me neither. Me neither. Light yeah. my fire. I'm sorry. It, it just yeah. It, yeah. Won't, it won't. It will never get old. Don't feel the any, anything by Maroon Five. 
anything by Maroon Five falls into that category. <laughs> and you naked will ladies, be so. loved. Is that them? But I also have the cars just what I needed. Like I don't ever want to hear that song yeah. again, man. You know why like, I don't like that song? To Perry? Death. What? I don't like it because what was that? What was that store that competed with Best Buy? Circuit City. They used it in their commercials. Oh, really? Just what I needed. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, you know? Yeah. I think Lou was up. Sweet Home Alabama. Oh. Yeah, I'm sick. That's of another one I could do without. Yeah. Although, I mean, those guitars uh, do sound rich, though. Those they guitars do. I'm saying, yeah. sound all, so rich. Of all the songs that we we're kind of, we're, we're uh, what do you call it, rejecting here? I think yeah. that's one of the better ones, though. One of the better sounding ones. Because I, yeah. I like I like Skinner. I, I think they're a great great yeah. band. Well, it was just they're, played to death, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Where's my, where's my uh, donut? Um, there's a who's up. Oh, long live rock. I don't really? like it. I'm tired long of it. Long live rock. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's just there's a couple of who songs that fall into that thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I got one. What? Brown eyed girl. <laughs> yeah. You know. If yeah. I, I've, I hate to, no, I'm to my friends in, in, in North Carolina. I love you guys. But like every time I play with people here, like, you want to play brown eyed yeah. girl? Like, no. Well, no. I know how to bring it back to you. I know how to bring it back to make you like it again. Play it on your dulcimer. Then you'll like it again. I yeah. have. Sorry, pal. You have? I can. <laughs> yeah. Ain't happening. No, I, I can I've, play dude, um, I, I've done it. I've done it. I can play just it's what been... I needed on a dulcimer. Oh. Um, play it on your right, uke, man. You. Play a uke. Yeah. I got one for you. Boys are back in town. Oh. Yeah. I like that song. I like I, that song. I, 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 I do, too. I do, too. But I, I'm tired yeah, I heard of it so much. Yeah. I like Jailbreak better. I like that song, Chug yeah. and Rhythm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was that, that was that dual guitar thing with those guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Springsteen, Rosalita. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, That's one and, song. Uh, Santa I don't Claus like. is coming. In. <laughs> yes, I know. I caught some flack for that. I think with Santa Claus, I'm like, I hear that. I hear those sleigh bells. I'm like, I don't do this. Rosalita, born and born to run again. Like, give it a rest, dude. Nah. I like. See now, I like uh, no. that. I can play that. Yeah. I can play no, it. The problem Lasted. is it's the E Street Band. That's the problem. No, it's not. No, it's yeah, not. That's a big problem. Born and Run, the, the album and the song are classic rock albums for all time. In my opinion. All right. It'll always I got, be okay. Um, Crap. You see, uh, this is early onset dementia. I just had a song of mine. <laughs> Forgot. Oh. I want to rock and roll all night. Oh, no, no, no. What do you mean? You're talking about the live version or the studio version? From Either Just one. Kill. I don't like that song. I just don't like that's it. A, never that's did. an arena rock classic, man. That's like Cheap Trick. I want you to want me, man. That's like, you know. I was a brief Kiss fan, like really big Kiss fan. And I still love a lot of Kiss stuff. And I just never hooked up. I never caught on yeah, to that Yeah, until I was about never. 15. I was a Kiss fan, you know? Well, like I was a Kiss fan in my 20s. And I was listening to a lot. Well, then again, I liked the Kiss in the 80s when they were a hair metal band. I liked some of those songs. You know, I was a metal guy. But rock and roll all night. I just what, I don't know. Like you what, know? Shandy? No, that was Unmasked. That's a great Shandy. pop song. Shandy? <laughs> That's a great shout song. Shout it out loud it. is a great pop song. Shout it, song. shout yeah. it out loud. That's a you great. You want song, to right? have a party? <laughs> <laughs> Down at my table. I am your doctor of law. God of thunder. Oi. <laughs> oh, I got one for you. What oh, I like yeah. about you, oh, you really yeah. help me die. Yeah. 
right, put that one away. You can, I don't <laughs> want to hear that one again. Oh, oh Lou, you got right, Lou, Where are you going? Well, go ahead, more. Uh, you're, five, you're six, host, seven, five, three, oh, nine. I like that song. I like that song. Martin, that is a great Richard, song. I got I got tired I of it. I didn't like hear it. it for years, and then when you hear, I heard it again. I'm like, you realize how song. good it actually is, right? It, yeah, I it, heard it again yeah. the other day on Sirius, and I didn't no. turned it off. I couldn't. <laughs> you know what else is Never good too? The uh, the breakup it. song, the Greg Kin Band, the great breakup song. That's a good song. Yeah. If you listen song. to that with headphones, like yeah. that is a great fucking recorded song, man. Yeah. 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 You, know, you know I heard yesterday, Donny Iris. No, didn't didn't um Scott McLean post it? On his page, uh, Donnie Iris's Aliyah. Aliyah. Yeah, we talked about that because he was in the Jaggers, right? That's and right. He was he, in he Wild wrote, Cherry. Or, yeah. <clears throat> yep. Okay, I, I got one for you. Heard it in a love song. Ugh. Heard it in a love song. Can't be wrong. And I'm going to piggyback on that one. Yeah, I, can't, I, could, I could deal with that. Yeah. Can't you see? I can't take that one either. Can't you see? Can't see. That's the Marshall Tucker band. That's the same group, Marshall Tucker. Yeah. Can't you see? And I, I like, I like them, and I like the Outlaws, some of their stuff. But those songs, just they've been, yeah. But see, but the world our... that Lou and I were from, yeah, right. In the the club scene, yeah. in like you know the north, like oh please, make it, really. make it stop, make it stop. You know, yeah. yeah. They have a flute player just for that song. Yeah, 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 to make it yeah. sound like the album. Yeah. Yep. Can't. Now, 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 Doug Gray from Marshall Tucker knows how to do the country guy because you can't be wrong. He starts low and works his way up. Can't yeah. be wrong. Kind of like George Jones, right? Yeah. Yep. Hello, ball. I got, I got another Hello, one for you. Ball. You're opening me up, Perry. It's my day. Hello, ball. I think right? hanging for you today. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> What were we saying, Mark? You have another? Oh, Can't Heat. I hate that song. You do, and I've had you? people tell yeah. me Can't Heat are a good band, but I hate that song. I just can't stand it. Well, who says Can't Heat's a good band? I mean, most of that heard... shit from Woodstock was crap, man. <laughs> it's like the San Francisco songs. scene. Yeah. They're two songs, right? I get together. Road Again. Come and, on. And Road Again. That's on the road song. again. Yeah, I'm on the road again. <laughs> right, that's Hill Country Blues. That's that style yeah, of yeah, drone Hill yeah. Country Blues. Yeah, yep. right, right. That, that's Southern California rock, isn't it? I don't know. So, if it's California, SoCal, local. I don't know. Local. I was eating local today. <laughs> Songs I never want to hear again. Start spreading the news. It's not rock and roll. <laughs> Oh please! please. You, my come friend, on, not, other, other genres. You're not a good Italian. You are not a good Italian. I'm not for that. I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm leaving today. I'm leaving okay, today. Okay, a song that I used to like but grew to hate from radio was "Shooting Star." Bad Company. If I hear it, I have to turn it off. I used to love it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But just you know, played too much. Yep. Mm -hmm. We're almost at two Most hours, guys. What... Don't we have somewhere else to go, Mark? Well, I'll tell you what, and I'm going to say one more song. Any song by Bon Jovi, just get rid of it. Um, <laughs> I agree. <sure>. Man. <laughs> I agree. Not, the whole catalog. There, there is no <laughs> voice more grating than Bon Jovi's no. voice. What I know. hate you know, about, like, what I don't like say. about, what I don't like about Bon Jovi, really brief, is that they convinced everybody in the '80s they were a heavy metal, hair metal band. They never were. They jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah. And then they went yeah. to country, and then they went to this. That's and they right. Went to that. 
Uh, and then they, anyway. they did that horrible cover of Here Comes the Sun that looked like a pharmaceutical oh, commercial. You mean they actually that. covered that song? Yes. It, 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 I don't think it was for the Super Bowl, but it, they did Here Comes the Sun. It was it was it was supposed to be this thing after Biden won the election and you know the, the the Trump oh years boy. were ha ha, oh but he was and on the end of a pier with like storm clouds in the background. It was, right? it was, it was look, it was going to rain. Is here comes the sun. There was no oh sun to be found at all. But but oh it, it, they looked weird. He, he looked like he looked like um B Arthur, and it, it just <laughs> it looked like said, an old L seven. Yeah, <laughs> they said it looked like a Giralto commercial or something. <laughs> well, in the words of the great Ray Hudson from from uh, Newcastle, I want to tell him to go suck a lemon. Okay. All right, moving on. Lou, uh, I wanted to say something because yesterday was the um, anniversary yeah, today, of Neil today. Peart. Today um, is. I thought January, it was six. Yeah. January okay. 7, 2020, uh, Neil Peart died. All right, everybody, good night. So, <laughs> how old would Neil Peart be? Uh, he was 67 when he died, so he would be 71. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, and I remember well, nothing comes, sucks comes September more. September 12th, which is his birthday. Nothing sucks more. I refuse more than to having... say Neil Peart, by the way, because I'm not speaking French. And it's guillotine, not guillotine. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) It's Neil Pert. Listen, listen. And it's Bob Moog. It's Bob Moog, by the way, not Bob Moog. (laughs) Nothing sucks sucks more than your starting uh, new year and one of your titles. You know I'm not a Rush fan. You know I'm not a Rush fan, but I love Neil. I love Rush documentaries, man. Love them. Yes. Wait. I like concert films. Lou's telling us to cease and desist, so we're gonna. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. No, we're, we're making. No, we're making light of. When he died, when he died, memoriam. It's like here we are, January seventh, right? And like, holy fucking shit! So early, Neil Peart died. Like you know, it was like holy wow. shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, uh, we were talking with, with Scott on his show last week. We'll create some turntables, people. Um, January is a cruel month. Yeah. I. I, yeah. I we would, you know, we, he said when you do these end of year things, you know, you like you look at who's no longer here at the end of the year. But January, I mean, not to mention that one brief period around 2016 when Bowie, Glenn Fry, and a bunch of other people just went. Um, January seems to be it's a weird month for that. But anyway, so on January 7, 2020, Neil Peart passed away. Peart passed away, and just Peart. the fact that you know I was thinking about that, and I, I was watching the uh, the the Rush uh, 30th anniversary DVD you sent me, Mark, the concert one. Yeah. And yeah. how it's fun, like, I mean, he was just great. But, you know, you can tell, you know, how much he'd changed from, and we all do change, where he got older from the 70s to the, you know, the new millennium. He's, he's a bigger man, you know, he's, he's in his 60s, but he didn't, he wasn't diminished at all at that point. He played with the right. same intensity and same power up until yeah. when he retired. He said, I can't do this anymore. You know, the shoulders, yeah. the tendonitis, yeah. all that stuff. I understand that. Um, but anyway, so I, I just, the thing was, he was just a big influence on me. And, you know, I went through a period where <clears throat> I wanted to be a better drummer. And so he was one of the drummers when I heard, I said, well, this guy plays unlike some of the more simpler or more rock and roll straight ahead drummers that I like. So, you know, the, the idea was, you know, to maybe try to learn something. So they got to the point where I could play a few Rush songs with my brothers and things like that. And that, that's enough. But anyway, so. But some of the things about him, like, you know, the fact that he's got a lot of accolades and awards. So some of his accomplishments as such, because everyone kind of knows who they were. And it's kind of weird that, you know, Rush has kind of gotten cool now that he's passed away. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, you know, better late than never. But don't talk to me about how great he was when you didn't want to hear it initially. But anyway, so he was the youngest drummer inducted into um, Modern Drummer Magazine's uh, 
Hall of Fame. Modern Drummer, that, that was the magazine when I was buying the magazines. Um, I always had Modern Drummer subscription. That's how I read about Jim Gordon, all these great guys. Yeah. It was a great magazine. If you wanted to read music, there's always the articles with notation, but that was my thing. I bought, I like the I bought Modern Drummer. I loved that magazine. They had great interviews. Yeah. They, they had yeah. great interviews. And, you know, that was the whole thing, you know, and, you know, the, the drum magazines are funny because, you know, it, it's totally, ge it's completely geeky because, you know, it's Guitar Player Magazine. <laughs> guitar Player Magazine yeah. probably sells a lot more issues than Modern Drummer, maybe, or, or like Modern Bass Player, maybe. Um, well, that means ago, that... we did a thing on uh, Joe Kakuza. That was yeah. from Modern Drummer, uh, Modern Drummer Magazine. Some of the articles that uh, yep. we read. Yeah. Well, that, Lou, I was just telling you, if, you, if you think the Guitar Player Magazine sells more, yeah, that sold a thousand copies. Modern Drummer sold nine hundred copies. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we it's musician right? stuff. It's geeky musician. Yeah, stuff, there, there's know? a million drummers out there. But yeah, I, I was, yeah. I was enjoy the articles. I read things, and you, you, you learn by people sharing the knowledge. So he was the youngest drummer. Um, inducted at the age and now how was old 19... was he at the time well that was 1983 so he was like what 31 oh, Wait, he was being worshipped at that time yeah yeah, yeah. So he was being in high school yeah 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 um he joined russian uh 1974 as we mentioned after they did their first album his, his first album he was yep. on was fly by night so with rush he did 19 studio albums um now billboard magazine said considering rush was such a obscure like you know i only knew a few people that said they were rush fans so maybe there were a whole bunch that said that were, but wouldn't say it. But Billboard magazine rated them third in most consecutive gold and platinum albums sold by a rock band. So these guys, I mean, mm -hmm. they sold a ton of records. I've seen them in concert. We, you've seen them, Mark. Too. I mean, these are yeah, events. I saw know. them 10 times, yeah. 10 times in yeah. concert. Me seeing Rush like in the 80s was like what I wouldn't have been like seeing Zeppelin in the 70s if I did. Yeah. Because yeah. these were, these yeah. were like big, this was the big rock show, you know, that, mm -hmm. you know, Venus and Mars. Um, Think about it. Think about it, Lou. Rush sold out they could tour anytime sold out and their album yeah. sold well they had the best of both worlds right. album sales and concert sales yeah and yeah. Ra radio yeah. play was not huge for them but they did get some they beginning in the 80s and stuff you know once they changed as a band i don't think they i don't think they sold out ever i don't think they could no they just they wanted didn't. to be different and they you know right. Neil Peart's influences you know ultravox uh the police you know, mm -hmm. all the stuff neil Peart was influenced by he threw into the 80s his 80s drum parts you can hear the reggae carried them. world influence. that carried them because if they kept that 70s sound they would have been gone they had yeah. to change they yeah. were one of the 70s bands that survived because of that they adapted yeah. to the new they adapted. Sound. Yeah. and they got new audiences and you're more of an 80s rush guy and i was That's a guy that you know favorite. when you know I, I wasn't huge on everything in the 70s so i was kind of that late 70s into the early 80s so when they yeah. went into the more modern stuff in the 80s i i, I kind of liked it i mean great mm -hmm. song is a great song um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, Modern Drummer Magazine awarded. So, he's in the Hall of Fame in 1983. He was voted Best Rock Drummer in Modern Drummer Magazine for seven consecutive years, from 1980 wow. through 1986. <laughs> that was you know, pretty impressive. That and is. 2006 and 2008, he was voted Best Rock Drummer. Uh, he was voted Best Multi Percussionist in 1983, 84, 85, 86. Um, best Percussionist Instrumentalist in 1982. Uh, most promising new drummer in 1980. So that was moving pictures, oh. or was that? No, that was Hemis. Uh, Hem no, um, what was the one before moving pictures? Moving uh, pictures was 81, I think, right? Yeah. So the one was I think, Spirit I think of it was the Hemispheres. Radio. Oh yeah, Hemispheres you're right. Was um, Spirit of the radio. Uh, no. no, what was that? Uh, the what, one was Spirit what, what of the radio. That? I can't think of the album name. You keep talking. Hold on. Okay. Okay. So in 1980, he was uh, voted most promising drummer. 
Best all-around drummer in 1986. The 1986 Modern Drummer Honor Roll, rock drummer, multi-percussionist. Best instructional video called Anatomy of a Drum Solo. Best drum recording of the 80s live recording was the live version of YYZ, which is an instrumental uh, from the live album Exit Stage Left. Voted best recording performance just about every album from Rush that they did from Moving Pictures on 1980. Um, even though the magazine called Drum Magazine gave him all the same accolades. So in Canada, he was um, he's an officer or was an officer of the Order of Canada in 1986 with both Lee and Lifeson were inducted. Uh, he was inducted in, into the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2010 with Lee and Lifeson. Uh, Rush were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2013. Uh, hopefully that was on the first ballot. That was the blah, 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 blah. That was, blah, yeah, blah, was right Alex Lifeson's blah, blah yeah. speech, yep. Uh, they were induct- he was inducted into the Percussionist Arts Society in 2020, the year of his death. He authored seven nonfiction books. Um, his most well-known were his travel logs, The Masked Rider, Cycling in West Africa, and Ghost Rider, um, Travels on the Healing Road, which I read. That was his post. Losing his, lo- wife he lost his, he lost his wife and daughter in 10 months. And he, just, he, he retired from Rush. He said, yeah. consider me retired. And he went and just got himself together and yep. got it back. And uh, Mark, what was the album that Rush did after they'd taken the sabbatical? Uh, Vapor Trails, which Vapor oddly Trails. enough was a horrible mess as far as sound wise. As far as the recording, they, yeah. They clipped it. And then they recently, well, not recently, but they did remix it and put it out. And uh, it's a lot better. But um, a lot of people would say, geeky rush talk that was the beginning of rush albums that may have had a few throwaway tracks and that's when i personally mm. found like okay. starting with that album there were some songs you would skip over like you'd okay. be like you know and wow. it wasn't neil it wasn't neil it was getty and alex like they weren't it wasn't the same you know yeah. um yeah and then oddly enough their last studio album clockwork angels i'm still have yet to get into it i don't i'm having trouble yeah. with it i've tried to continue to forever i mean you know neil couldn't continue <laughs> playing drums the way he played when he was 40 years er- younger yeah well, getty well, lee can't sing couldn't sing those things anymore on that pitch anyway anymore you know you know it's funny about that though and even on the rush Excuse me. Uh, mark on the rush 30th anniversary mm-hmm. dvd that was 2006 they were starting yeah. to lower the pitches so getty yes. lee didn't sound yeah. quite so alien like really and in, yes. yeah in some ways you know because he's singing he's He's a soprano. Whatever his vocal range is, he said. Yeah. In high school choir. He's got a high voice. You know, he can't do anything yeah, else. Yeah. He started but, doing that with the, with the Presto and Roll the Bones albums. He got a yeah. very middle. They drop it a voice. step down, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And, well, that's one thing yeah. about Rush. People said one of the most things that was hard to embrace about them was his singing. And I get it. You know, the earlier stuff, yeah. like you know, we are the priests of the temple of twenty one twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, but you know, you looking back, it's pretty fucking amazing that he did that and played like the way you know the way he plays. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same thing with Bruce Springsteen, like you know, his latter day stuff, his latter day live stuff. He's lowered the pitches yes. so he can sing better, and he actually sounds yeah. better. In the early days, he was just yelling. You know. Yep. And, and then if I'm you're Aerosmith, you still try to sing and you break your voice box like Steve Tyler Ooh. did. <laughs> oh, that's right. It just yeah, yeah. He, he broke it. Well, it's, it yeah. seems like that's the way it is in these rock bands. Yeah, you're gonna have to get a younger singer. You know, you, you cannot sing like that forever. Journey so did Kurt would have been and, 71 and, and years old. Like the, the Eagles could, but you know, these operatic guys, you know, the metal guys, you know, that's a. It's very intense. You cannot sustain that forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're all about the same way, age, 70, 71, I, right? By the way, Lou, the album that we were talking about was Permanent Waves in 1980. That Permanent Waves, yeah. It had Spirit that of the Radio. Their, 
that was their introduction like Spear of the radio is when they got on the radio. They were all yeah. over radio with that. Right. Yeah. I like yeah. their I like their hit songs. They're uh you know, we're in there that uh what was that period. Yeah. yeah. Living in the limelight is a lighted stage. Yeah. I, I, I got an interesting question. I got an interesting thing. What was that song they said about the uh the suburbs and the uh subdivisions? subdivisions. Subdivisions, yeah, yeah. Spoke to me as a teenager. I was a teenager when that came out. Oh, yeah. and I'm like, Pascac Valley High School was all about subdivisions. You had the jocks, you had yeah. the burnouts. I didn't fit because I looked like a burnout, but I didn't do drugs. So I like I one of the early songs. It's about fly. It's something about fly, fly by night. night. Fly by night. I lo- I love the guitar sound on that song. Love it. The group scored one top forty hit when New World Man. <laughs> Rose to number 21 in October 1982. Yeah, that wow. was all over the radio. Well, what about um What about like Spirit of the Radio that was not a top something or other? Here we go. This is for Perry. I think this is a reliable source here because the internet tells me the truth. What the fuck? Okay, Fly by Night that was the number 88 in the u.s really um closer to the heart russia's christmas song 76 in the u.s that was the one that uh bubble sang with uh with alex lifeson that's right that's right on Boys. bubble sang that right okay spirit of the radio what was its u.s chart placing i have no idea top 100 i have no 42 42 mark your close but go up a little bit 38 51. Oh, up, up, up. Okay. Yeah. It okay, was a massive um, classic rock radio hit. Yeah, but it was an Entre New by Rush. That's obscure. That was, that was 110 that was, on the U.S. charts. Yeah, yeah no, it was yeah. 110. Uh, Limelight. Was a... Lime, I'm, I'm shocked at this. Limelight, number 56. So 55. You know why? Because among Rush fans, it's huge, but among the general populace, yeah. it's, yeah. In, in, in 1980, it was enough to get on the radio. Um, what about Tom Soyed? I'm, I'm shocked at this. Should be higher. No, no, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Taste Tom Sawyer, mean, mean job. Right. <laughs> number, 40, number 44. Um, closer to the heart. I said again. Tom, or these other charts. Um, New World Man, number 21 in the U.S. Subdivisions, 105. Ooh. I think New World Man was their closest to having a pop hit. That was very close to their official pop song. Huh. Well, you know, the, you know to, the chart positions weren't that important to them. It was word of, no. you know, I mean, they're, they're playing to 80,000 people in South America somewhere. Right. So there's much more yeah. than chart positions than, right. you know, and as it, far as no, no, Rush you're, you're True. Like, there, there were albums, and the fact that they even got on the radio like that was amazing. But um, it's kind of funny because Mark knows this song. I really love this song. It's from um, Power Windows. Uh, big money. The big money hit number forty-five in the U.S. Big money going around the world. Yeah, man. Thanks to MTV. They were big MTV stars yeah. at that time. That was all yeah. over. Mystic rhythms. Nope, nope. They didn't I, drink or smoke dope. Well, maybe they smoked dope, but they didn't drink. They smoked a lot of weed. Yeah, they, they drank a lot yeah. of weed. Um, yeah. Gene Simmons said that when they toured with Kiss. We were drinking after the shows, and they were going back and getting stones in their hotel rooms. No girls, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, th- th- there's pictures of um, what do you call it when, when they're doing the dinner? They're drinking wine, but in a Neil yeah. Peart's Ghostwriter book, he likes scotch. So what yes. he would do, like you know, he would like do a long ride, and he would go back to his hotel and check in, have a shot on the Macallan, whatever he was drinking, 
but it's kind of funny. Like when he felt like he wouldn't have dessert every night, he goes to some little pub restaurant. Like, you know, this pictures of Neil, like a, with a baseball hat and a diner and nobody knows who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, he's yeah, yeah but he's just going, he's going listening to the locals, just absorbing. Cause he, you know, he was mm-hmm. a writer. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, but he, he liked the McCallum, but yeah. You know what I, you know what really bothers me, what depresses me is that had he not died, he would have been an author. He would have written books well into his 90s. Yeah. You well, know? He, he, did, he, he did some graphic novels sure, as well. Sure, yeah. Um, mm. Also, now, that, that doesn't mean Rush would make albums. You know, There's one thing right. to go into the studio and take your friggin' time because you're rushed. But you know the, the, the touring, you know, and I think it's the between times touring. Look at all these people who are saying they're in their 70s saying, I got to hang it up. Yeah, you know? it's tough. It's not for everybody. It's for Bob Dylan. He likes touring. Yeah. Not everybody likes touring. Well, they're troubadours, yeah. though. Bob Dylan troubadours. is a troubadour. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, he's going to die on the road. It's Same with the, Willie Nelson. They're, they're you know, supposed they're to. Troubadours. It's, it's in their blood, you know. It's, yeah. I don't want to hang up my rock and roll shoes. It's like, yep. you know, it, I, it's, I it's, tell it's you. the reason for being. But I think Lifeson and Lee will get together with some drummer who's up, to, who's up to it. And uh, not... Really? Right. <laughs> no, not quite. No, it would kill really? me. No. And I think they're going to make. They'll, I think they'll do some new material. But uh, you know, as far yeah. as being a nostalgia act, I don't know about that. You know, um, um, right. I don't need the, the money. last. The it's last right. they don't need DVD. The they have integrity. They put out a DVD of their last tour, and watching Neil Peart on that tour for me was like watching Phil Collins on the DVD of not the tour they just completed, but they did a f- tour like. Back in the uh, late 2000s, they did that one reunion tour. They both wince. You watch them. Like, if you watch Phil Collins mm-hmm. on that tour, he's playing the drums, but he's wincing. And you yeah, see Neil yeah, Peart, he's kind of, it's the only time I ever saw him have trouble. Like, he mm-hmm. looked like he was helping yeah. him puff. And he was well, he's much more busy I, than Phil Collins, if you ask me. Oh, like, no, Neil Phil Peart. Collins yeah. was a busy no. drummer. Yeah. Phil yeah, Collins he, very busy. Yeah, uh, in the Genesis days. In, in the Genesis days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, well, just most a job solo to stuff. do. He, he didn't play much, many drums solo. He'd do some stuff, but he had Chester Thompson or, or whomever. When, whenever someone says to me, Phil Collins isn't a complicated player, I said, listen to Just a Job to Do. Listen to his drummers on that. That is a busy drum song. Brand X. Yeah. I, I was Brand looking up uh, things on drummers. I, I Fred Armisen has this kind of funny skit I put on my Facebook page where he starts out the teenage drummer, the 20s drummer, 30. He goes yes. to the decade. I saw that. So, but by the 60s, he's not hitting anything. And I'm like, I said, I, I, I've witnessed that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but you know, and 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 your teen years, you're all about the tom toms doing the fills and stuff like that. Uh, but they, I looked up theatrical drummers, drummers who weren't just sticks in the mud. Even Ringo, if you looked at Ringo, he's moving all over. He's dancing behind yeah, his drum yeah, kit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. His shoulder, Dino, he says. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dino Donelli and all. I mean, the guy from um, oh, John, uh, Barbado. Yeah. What's his name? Johnny John Barbado. Barbado. Yeah. The guy was easy. He was theatrical. He was a showy drummer. Max Weinberg. Anyway. Right. Uh, but they Tommy showed Lee. Phil Weinberg. Yeah. Okay, all right. No, no Max, <laughs> yeah, in, the, Max in the earlier in the earlier days, he was a very theatrical. He was very fun yeah, to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, okay. Right. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, John Paul Jones. If you watch the first few Zeppelin tours, first couple, he was all over, like banging his head, and then he turned into that stoic guy later on. But he was like really he different. Yeah. These guys. Yeah. yeah. But Neil, you know, think about Neil Peart, Lou. It, it's like. Peart. You, Peer, sorry, Peer, you not only look like him, you talk like him at times. It's scary. You, you really have a dot. Like, you have channeled him. I'm telling yeah. you, you have channeled him. It's just a parallel. You know, it's funny. In the early 80s, I got tired of having long hair, so I cut my hair really short, like a military short haircut. And 
My brothers were like, "We're well, in a band. You can't do that." So we went to see Rush that weekend. He cut his hair short. At the same time. Ah, yeah. <laughs> but, he's a, he's that's, that's just a guy to aspire to. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, I looked at his solos. Like I've seen marching marching band drummers do maybe just as well, better on the snare drum. But I tell people it's what he did with that kit. He had it was a preposterous amount of drums. It's it's ridiculous, really. He, yeah, but he used them all. He used, he used them all. every single one. Of course he did. Yeah. But even yeah. like when he, 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 but he right. did a creative. It wasn't there just for looks. He actually no. used the freaking things. No, yeah. He, yeah. the thing is, he was a very creative drummer. Was he the best sure. drummer in the world? No, I've seen some of his drum so. solos. Yeah. yeah. Now, now another thing about him is how many drummers. When I was in high school, I was in high school and Power Windows came out. So he, he was an amazing drummer. But our English teacher, literature teacher, was teaching us, um, giving us handouts of Rush songs. So we were reading the lyrics of Manhattan Project. We were reading lyrics to uh, Red Tide. We were reading lyrics to the song. They used uh, Neil Peart's lyrics. Some school systems started using his lyrics to teach about story writing. We hmm. were one of them, Pascock Valley High School. Wow. So you got this guy who's an amazing drummer on one front, and he did have his foot in jazz. He could play with the best of them. Mm -hmm. And he was also, his stuff was in school curriculums. That's amazing. Wow. There's no other drummer I know of. Maybe LaVon Helm I'm up there, you know. But I I've never yeah. heard of that. Um... You know, well, yeah. the thing was too, like you know, his his political leanings. You know, he was considered like a libertarian, almost conservative. But he, but they he never asked him he, about he, that. He never admitted they asked that. Him. His thing about he likes the individual, the individualism yeah. thing of, of Anne Rand's teaching, where you know, like you you make yourself what you are. I I get that. You know, yeah. He whatever well, they, whatever they was him, he uh, was he. But uh, during but the Trump it, Trump years or whatever, like during the time yeah. they said, you're a libertarian. Do you identify with all this? And he said, no, I'm more of a bleeding heart libertarian. I, yeah. I don't want to see anyone hurt. He no. just feels that you have the right to be your individual. And I agree exactly. with him on that. Yeah. Totally I'm, I'm, I'm big on, on in individualism, you know, oh, yeah. just, just like, um, uh, what's your name? Sheryl Crow. He was high on individualism. Did she say and, that? Why? No, I was just part reading Ayn Rand. It's in, it's in, it's in intellectualism. The yeah, funny but, thing uh, about Ayn Rand, the funny uh, thing about Ayn Rand, when I was in high school, all these kids would read, you know, uh, the, what was her big, the Fountainhead? The Fountainhead, yeah. Years later, I picked up one of the books and I started to read it, and I'm like, it's shit. I, I'm sorry. That's what I've heard, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, heard yeah, she was a, yeah. I heard she was a real awful person, too. Was no, and she collected uh, social security late in life. Very, very <laughs> contradictory to her rules. Yeah, but I think his thing was the more so like you know the the individual. Like I can govern myself. You know, he wasn't saying fuck everybody else. Well, Red Barchetta um, is a perfect example of individualism, right? It's the motor laws, right? Yeah. It's a great song. It's about you know great, they tell me I can't drive song. that car, I'm going to drive it. You know, yeah. It's, that's one of my favorite Rush songs. I'm going to watch Rush yeah. after we get off, off this. Dude, we're Good at like you. two hours. We're almost two and a half hours already, guys. Blah, 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 Mark. Listen, Lou, if that DVD nope. came with a documentary, watch it. Because I don't know if you watched it, but that Rio concert, they had no sound check. It was raining so heavy. They All they had time to do was set up and play. The concert came off without a hitch. It, it's amazing. Like they, they didn't get a chance to check all the lines and everything. So they mm -hmm. came out on that stage. Getty mm -hmm. knew that they didn't check stuff. Yeah, it could have been Getty Lee forgot he had yeah. no shoes. Well, he left his shoes at the van. They were touring Brazil at the height of the rainy season. So like half the shows, like they show them leading up to a concert, pouring rain. But the Brazilians were out there watching them and loving it. And then mm -hmm. this concert, it rained so hard that they all the roadies could do was set up the equipment and pray. Now, you know how much equipment Rush has. 
yeah. like any band, but Rush especially, like everything worked. The triggers worked, his keyboards worked. During Pert's, Pert's drum solo, all the triggers, the electronics worked. That was amazing, you know? Well, so. Now, the DVD, it's got the concert, but there's there's extras, but it has interviews, I think. But I'll, I'll look at the Check menu. Check it out, because there yeah. there's a Road to Rio or something <clears throat> about that whole tour. That was the first time they played South America. <clears throat> and it might have been the last time. I don't think they went back. And um, in the video, Sepultura, who are a big, hard, heavy metal band, they're from Brazil. Well, they were there for the concert. And there's a scene where a guy got Neil Peart's drumstick and he's crying. Like, at the show's over, oh. the house lights come on. He's sitting there crying. Holding. It's just, it's incredible. So see if that documentary is on there and watch it. If not, it's on YouTube, you know. Okay. So. Well, anyway, we've uh, passed Perry's bedtime. So I think yeah, we've got to end really. the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great show. Aside from my negativity. It was, <laughs> and we have a great painting here. Who painted that, Perry? Did you paint that? It's like a Rush yeah, album. Yeah, I cover. painted that. Yeah, yep. It looks like a Roger Dean thing. Yeah, that's it, nice. It is, yeah. That's yep. beautiful. It's booty. Yeah, well, you know what? We're going to add some closing. Uh, we're going to add some closing credits at the end. Yep. I want to thank everyone that's been listening. I hope you got something out of it. I hope you learned something. If you hate yeah. what we said or you want to argue, feel free to email us, Perry. What's the yeah. email? Well, the email come in the closing credits, but, uh, you okay. know, you can say uh, it because our audio friends don't see it. So it's yeah. musicrelish at gmail.com, right? Musicrelishshow at gmail.com. Musicrelishshow yep. at dog. And we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Oh, first of all, Spotify. You can see the video, our beautiful yep. faces. Apple Podcasts, oh, yeah. Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Amazon Music, Amazon Alexa, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Overcast. Podchaser, Podcast Attic, and Odyssey. And that's the show, yeah. guys. Yep. That's it. And we shall see you next time. Right? Just hit that time, save that channel. Yep. Yep, you have closing credits or something. I'll add them, yeah. I'll add them. I'll share a little more editing. We'll post production work. We're getting fancy. Very well, guys. Very well, Dean. Very well. 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 Very well.